Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Well, two days before the hit 1995 movie Mortal Kombat came out, Virtual Kombat came out to uh, tell people what it's really... So, uh, better movie, I think. Correct. Oh, Which no, it's objective. Immortal combat. Oh, well, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> <Some> better movies. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a good a year combat. for combat. Yeah. Yeah, we're a, we're a very pro-combat podcast. Yeah. You know, Mortal Kombat had a lot going for it. It had uh, Christopher Lambert, but uh, this movie has Don the Dragon Wilson and Spin Kicks, so. As every as movie ever made say, should. Yeah. <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson World Kickboxing Champion. It's his full credit. Sorry, yeah, that, yeah I was going to say, I think that's like contractually <laughs> obligated that you have to say it. You have to put that mandatory stank on his name. What a power yeah. I mean, he's showing up to work for what, like 40 grand tops? Like, yeah, it, we give him his credit line. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, before four grand in mid 90s money. Oh, good point. Yeah. All right. Uh... I would kill <laughs> for 40 grand now. Who am I kidding? Yeah, well. Uh, before we get into that, Parker, do we have any news? Guys, like, I joked around recently about, like, oh, you better not assign me Clerk 3, I'll be so mad. Let me be as serious as humanly possible. <laughs> I've lost track of the number of triple-digit fucking temperature days around here, and the streak is not ending anytime soon. If either of you, Chris, you especially, <laughs> assigns me that fucking Rob Zombie month movie, I will spend the rest of the calendar year making your life miserable. I will forego everything to make sure you don't enjoy a single fucking week of your life. I cannot. I will not. Chris, I don't believe him. You should do that'll, it. Yeah, like, that'll be the one assignment I watch day of just to let it simmer for a fucking week. I'm gonna sit in like a stew and oh, oh God, fucking help you, dude. He just stops recording. We're talking about fucking Kung Pao under the fist. He's just watching the fucking. Music. I'm just imagining, like, rather than him showing up that episode, he's just got like a little like you know '70s reporter tape recorder, just recording himself muttering all week. And since that is his audio instead, it's just like you figure it out. Nah, dude, he's that's a good. He's, what he's gonna do is he's gonna go full Chris. He's gonna watch the original Munster show just to prepare everything that went wrong. I, I bet he's I won't start tattooing all his notes on his body like a memento. I don't know, Parker. I heard we uh we might be taking a trip to Mammoth this year. Who knows? Oh, we could do anything. Well, anyway, uh, I have some, I have some game of game thoughts when we're done with all this. Oh, good. Oh yeah, keep me posted because I uh am very interested. Okay. Uh, is there any other news? Probably, but that. All right. Nothing is going to be worse than yeah. that. Let's get into it. Hey, there's still no movies coming out except for blockbusters that are bad. Oh, that's yeah. it. Movies don't exist right now, still. 
All right. Uh, well, let's get into our jerks of the week. I'll go first. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. My backup jerk of the week. I went to the trivia tonight, and it was a good time. We got first place. I felt pretty good about it. But uh, the stinkiest man in the world entered, and oh, dude, you met Beaver Tail. Dude, that's the first thing that happened. <laughs> is like, I genuinely, you smell it before you see it. And we look over at the guy, and he kind of looked like Beaver Tail, but like really old. And and. Josh pointed right out and was like, dude, it's beaver tail. I was like, no, his hair's not his hair's not matted enough. But I'm glad that you smell something like that and you don't think, you know, like Sasquatch. I, you think beaver oh, tail. Oh no, 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 dude. There's no way Sasquatch smells as <laughs> bad as beaver this. tail call. Dude, it was so fucking like That's the thing, is like everyone thinks like, oh what kind of stink could it possibly be? Like I don't know what a dead body smells like, but I I don't know what yeast maybe would be the way that I would describe this. It was just, it felt like, I don't know, it's rotting bread or something. It was so hard. I couldn't eat while he was in the same place. And I, I called him the stinkiest man in the world. Josh disputed this. He said, oh, you've never been on the subway. I was like, Josh, I've been on the subway. <laughs> I, I think he means, maybe he means the New York subway yeah. or something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I, uh... <laughs> no, there's there's a legendary stinky guy on the subway. If you'd ever ridden the train, you'd know about yeah, him. I guess. <laughs> this sounds like Gerald starting a tale. <laughs> uh, no. We know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's only my backup jerk of the week. My real jerk of the week is my dad. He deserves this. Uh, is he stinkier? No, my dad is not stinkier. My dad smells <laughs> wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, no, nah, he he he's been talking about this book for uh, like months now. It's a book called The Name of the Wind, and uh, apparently it was a really big hit. And he keeps talking about it. I was like, yeah, you really should read it. I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I have a couple books I've read, but he lost patience with me as he's done so many times in his life, and actually gave me the book, uh, his copy of it. And I was like, okay. And the thing is huge. It's more like a tome than a book. Wait, that wasn't his opener for, hey, read the book that I own, son? Like, I would have handed you that within five seconds. Uh, Sorry, continue. Anyway, uh, no, he, he was just like, no, you gotta you gotta read this book. And I'm like, okay, I'll actually read it. I opened the first page and it's got like a bunch of quotes about how good the book is, because it was the 10th anniversary. The first quote on there is from Ursula K. Le Guin, who wrote The Word for World is Forest, uh, The Left Hand of Darkness. She's one of the greatest writers in science fiction in science fiction fantasy history and she's a really harsh critic so for her to praise this book the way she did I was like wow this has my attention this must be good I close the book I don't look at it I don't look at it again for the rest of the night until I get home and I place it upside down on my table there's a quote on the back of the book about like no one writes like whoever the author is whose name I've already forgotten no one writes like him no one does all this like the Gaston song or something like that and the whole quote is like no you have to read this book right now this quote is from Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> no one surfaces the wagons like Ursula K. <laughs> All right, uh, who are your jerks of the week? Well, it's nice that he gave it to you on a Wednesday when you flumped the flu and. Uh... Oh yeah! Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! I, I should look for like Chuck Wendig's name in there. <laughs> I'll, I'll just spark notes and be like, "Yeah, it was all right." Who is Chuck Wendig? Should I know? Uh, n- not really. He, I think he wrote a couple Star Wars books or something. 
Oh, yeah, that checks sure out. Did, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he got, like, really, like, online famous for saying, I don't know, library should be illegal or something. Oh, so he's, like, the male Stephanie Meyer. Got it. Something like that. Uh, my jerk of the week will come up in my what I oh, watched. Because <laughs> uh, I forgot to think of a better one. Right. Be I have I have a hero of the week this week. Oh, right. Uh, Chris, I'm glad that uh, you've already made your dad your jerk of the week, so he's probably turned this off, so I can say that my hero of the week is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, many people are calling her cringe on the internet today Uh because she uh, pretended to be handcuffed at a protest when she was being walked away, but I just want to comment on the the good that that brings to the world and how many thousands fewer jerks there will be this week. Because the Groypers didn't get to see AOC walked off in handcuffs. Because Jesus Christ, the people on 4chan would have beat off until their dicks fell off. Like, it... <laughs> I just... You know, I don't know who organized that or who did, who wanted the publicity there. But, uh, good work, everyone. Because, uh, I don't think we could deal with that kind of dick loss in this country. I don't know, dude. I think this is... It's just delayed here. Because someone saw her with her hands behind her back. It doesn't take long for someone to, like, rule 34 some handcuffs on there. Someone's gonna draw it. And it's gonna be... Gross. What did they... Hey, what man, did, any time that we can buy for our society is worth it at this point. What is, a, what is the name of virtual AOC? What would she be if she was in the, uh, the virtual combat thing? Would they just call her Feet-chan? I'm not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> I was going to say, let's defer to our 4chan expert on right, this Right, yeah, exactly. Hey, wait a second. Okay. I mean, I it, it can't this. be the two of us. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Process of <laughs> uh, can I nominate my hero of let's the week hear it. while we're yes. at it? Uh, dad and sister came into town, and to kill some time, we went to one of those places where like, you pay a flat rate and you just get to play unlimited arcade games. You have those? Uh, my hero of the week. Yeah, oh, yeah. We sick. have them here. Oh, a hero of the week is the guy who the entire time I was there, I just sit. He didn't. Wa- I didn't see him play a single game. He was just walking around with a Coors Light in his hand while wearing a giant oversized denim vest with a Motorhead patch on the back. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for being the person I'm too scared was to be. Was that the bad boy Thank of gaming? Thank you for living that was life. It, was he the bad he boy of like, He's just... I didn't see him in a single game. He was just walking around, just people watching, drinking Coors Lights and this fucking Motorhead. Dude, oh. that, that reminds he's me. So cool. I, I also... I have another hero of the week, and I'm glad that you Hell put you this do. into my brain, because uh, I was on the highway the other day be, uh, behind a... Uh, a lime green Crown Vic on, like, 28-inch rims with chrome truck nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Funniest He's thing I've like ever seen real, in my real, life. Real. <laughs> That's the bad boy. I never wanted to be somebody more. <laughs> Legends walk among us, you guys. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. All right. So my dad is both jerk and hero of the week. Thank God. Oh, yeah, dude. Big week for him. Alright, uh, let's get into what we watched recently. Now, I mentioned last week that I gained acceptance to the night classes. And I had such a good time while I was there that I decided to check out the director's most recent movie that came out this year called Duel. Duel spelled D-U-A-L. The basic idea here is it's the not-too-distant future. And if you are dying, you can pay a nominal fee to have your DNA cloned. So you get a clone that oh, will fuck. live on with your... What? I didn't know that was the same guy. I would have watched this. Oh, yeah, it's the same guy. Have you have you seen the trailer for it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, I I think that's what turned me on because uh, I was just like, oh, I've I've heard of this guy. I should check it out. And then I liked uh, the art of self defense so much. I was like, okay, I just have to see the next one. So uh, anyway, the basic idea is uh, you can have a clone. They can live on with your memories and stuff like that. And this story, something goes wrong. The girl doesn't die. They misdiagnose her illness. So uh, the movie explains you can't have two of you running around. That would be ridiculous. So you have to face each other in uh, combat to the death. That is the only explanation for why they both have to die, is it would be ridiculous. Uh, this is very, very good. It is not as good as The Art of Self-Defense, but most movies are not as good as The Art of Self-Defense. Duel is... Uh, I think the thing that's lacking about it is there aren't quite as many laughs. I don't know if I laughed out loud uh, even once, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I only laughed out loud once for The Art of Self-Defense, but I think it was just a little bit funnier. Uh, also, I think The Art of Self-Defense did a better job of saying something about you know, toxic masculinity and stuff. In this, it's kind of more of a... People say, oh, it's existential, which is a, a word that keeps coming up these days. I'm kind of sick and tired of seeing it. I think it's more of a kind of a depressing movie at times. Uh, I never thought I would say these words, but this movie really picks up when Jesse from Breaking Bad shows up. Now, I have never seen Breaking Bad, and I've heard of all sorts of people who really hate Jesse from Breaking Bad. Uh, I don't Dude, know. Dude, we should assign him Need for Speed. Oh, hell Wait, yeah. Wait, have I not? That's my exact thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of my dad. Don't worry about it, Chris. Oh, yeah. Anyway. We'll talk in November. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, uh, he's really good in this. He's, he's very, very good in this. I, I think he's even better than the instructor from uh, The Art of Self-Defense. So I, I do actually uh, recommend this one. It's just not quite as good as Art of Self-Defense. Uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but uh, she does a really good job. It's not an easy role to do, but it's got it's got the same sort of like speech patterns. It's ba It might as well take place in the same universe as The Art of Self-Defense, just because there's no other universe where people talk like this. It's weird that people are talking like this and I don't get annoyed because they're kind of talking like robots. You know, I don't really go for robots. But uh, it, it just works in this. I, I kind of wonder what it's like, what he's telling these people how to talk. Because it's not just speak in a monotone or unemotional. It's like, speak like a weirdo. And uh, they're just really good at that. So, yeah. Yeah, Duel's very good. Uh, highly recommend. <laughs> Next one. I'm only doing three because that's all I feel like. Uh... I I, uh, I started reading some stuff by uh, Hunter S. Thompson. I read some of his early stuff, then I read on to uh, his first published book, which is about the Hells Angels, the motorcycle gang. And Oh, damn, I just bought that audiobook. Is it good? Oh, yeah, it's actually uh, it's pretty good. I I don't know if it's as oh, good yeah. as some of his other stuff, but I haven't started uh, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas yet, which feels kind of embarrassing because people have been like telling me, oh, dude, you got to read it for a while. Anyway, so I, I do like the book Hells Angels, and one of the movies that's referenced in there constantly is the 1953 movie The Wild One, which I put on mostly because it was under 80 minutes. But I should have paid more attention while I was Strong reading man. because I forgot Marlon Brando is the lead actor in this. <laughs> Dude, oh. an 80-minute Marlon Brando movie? Is it one scene? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing, is uh, Marlon Brando, the world's fattest and most overrated actor, uh, no, I should take that back. That's not very nice. The world's most overrated actor is, uh... He's in this, and he's... No, we could call him a lard-ass here, man. Come no, on. No, I'm going somewhere with this, trust me. 
Uh, okay, he, I trust you. <laughs> he's not the fattest person in this movie, and this is the only time I've ever been able to say that. Although he is fat in this, and if you actually watch it, you're just like, uh oh, <laughs> he got into the ice cream again. <laughs> the reason I can't call him the fattest actor in here, and this is maybe specifically for Parker, uh, but I I know it's for everyone in my family. Uh, there is another actor in this movie who's not in it for very long, but uh, when you see him, I immediately recognized him. He, I don't remember his name either, but I, I can describe. There was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode called daddy which is fairly well known. There is a guy in there who is so fucking ponderous that the entire like movie, they're just making fun of like, that dude probably eats gobs and gobs of butter. And it's like, the entire movie, whatever you saw on screen, is just talking about how much butter he can get. This is, this is a man who is so fat that I think he could eat twice as many cakes as the guy from uh, the Seattle Karate movie. Uh, was it best of the best? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, there is a that is the fattest guy we have. This so is, that, that, yeah. that's a good one. This is this is a <laughs> he is yeah. our metric. That we judge there, this is a motorcycle movie, right? This is a motorcycle movie. Marlon Brando rides a motorcycle. There's a scene that calls for this incredibly like planetary man to chase after him on foot. It is one of the longest scenes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, you some waddle like that. It's very, very funny to me. Uh, is the movie good? Did they end up at a hockey rink? <laughs> no. I don't think hockey was invented in 1953. I'm not going to look that up. Uh, I, I will say, Parker, for you specifically, uh, not that you were going to watch a Marlon Brando movie from 1953, but uh, it's important to recognize that... Uh, the Wild One was not the direct inspiration for the Hell's Angels. There weren't just a whole bunch of extremely stinky men who watched this movie and were like, oh, that's it, we should just buy motorcycles and ride them. It was like, no, it sort of developed a little bit more organically than that. But uh, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but I do stand by the fact that Marlon Brando is almost certainly my pick for the most overrated actor of all time. I, I can't get into his stuff at all. And uh, now, finally, for one... Uh, See, the Elmo Draft House affords me a lot of opportunities to see movies that perhaps I've already seen on the big screen. And, like, the, the classic example for me is when I watch The Exorcist. It's a lot better watching that on the big screen than it is watching it in, like, a 700 megabyte .avi file. And uh, there is an opportunity for me to go see Starman by John Carpenter on the big screen. But uh, I asked Park about it, and Parker's like, no, you want to go see the Gore documentary. So I went to go see the war documentary. It really is funny those were on the same night because I had the same dilemma. Uh, oh, did you go to the Starman one? Like, I, don't, uh, I ended up not going to either because oh. I was like, you know what? Moving is hard. Oh, that's also very, very fair. But, yeah. So, like, I've heard one Gore song in my life, but I want to see that documentary. You have heard more Gore songs than I have. I have. Uh, we can we can yeah, fix that. See, that's the interesting thing. So. Upon watching this documentary, the only gore stuff I know is the brief snippets of songs that they played in there. And some of that stuff I actually think sounds pretty good. Gore is, as far as I can tell, as far as I can uh, permit my mind to go, the ultimate metal band. I People could talk about Metallica and stuff like that, but I don't really like Metallica very much because they take themselves so seriously. Like, think about the song One. I mean, that is so self-serious. I can't stand it. As far as I'm concerned, metal has to have a sense of humor. This is one of the reasons I like Parker. Parker, important question. Important. I uh -huh. didn't realize you were going to keep talking. I apologize. Right, well. But uh, Parker, do you think Chris would like Steel Panther? 
Oh, 100%. Okay, just make it sure. 100,000%. That's all I can think about when he was saying that. Anyway, like... I don't mean that as an insult. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. But, but like, the thing is, if metal is... Either has a sense of humor, like the song Dragula, which is an all-time great metal song, or if I can tie it to humor, like Flash of the Blade... The only reason I think that song is funny is because I heard it in a Dario Argento movie out of nowhere. Or any of the songs are in, like, Demon or Demons, those two Italian horror movies. But those movies start flat, like playing their heavy metal songs. And to me, it's very, very funny. I think metal is inherently a funny genre. And Guar is basically the ultimate concept. You can't go any further than Guar. That is, I think once Guar came out, you can just stop making metal because uh, they've done it all. The idea of this evil, alien, uh, gory, sexual band from outer space that's here to destroy the Earth and everything... That is very funny to me, and uh, the documentary is actually very well done. It spends time throughout the entire band's history, instead of just talking about their origin story, which, by the way, uh, right next to me here in Richmond, Virginia, which reminds me, story here, uh, the band was performing, and uh, the lead singer, Dave Brocky, passed away, sad to say, uh, who played... I'm sorry, I don't recognize that name. What's his actual name? I forgot his... I believe you mean Odorous Yeah, Odorous yeah. uh, He had a fake dick during the show, which several members of the band refused oh, to yeah, call yeah. a dick. They actually called it a cuttlefish. And to which uh, other members of the band were just like, yeah, so the dick was just spraying cum all over the place. And uh, they also had uh, a fake ass, like a giant fake ass that they were stabbing with swords and everything. And they were like, it's a priestess. You know how like priests rape little boys and stuff? Well, this time we're going to rape the priestess and everything. Comedy. I was just like, oh, I get it. And apparently the Richmond, Virginia police did not get it. So they arrested Dave Rocky and uh, and his fake penis, which rests now still in the evidence locker in the Virginia police uh, headquarters. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, anyway, he, so that went to court because he's like, hey, this is my First Amendment rights. This is violated, stuff like that. And the judge's name, I'm not making this up, was Dick Boner. <laughs> now... <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Even better. No way. Even better. So, oh, by the way, one of the cool things about the uh, the crowd here, which is not a sold-out theater, but a fair amount of people, there were a lot of girls in this theater, and they thought this was the funniest shit they ever heard in their life. I don't know about metal girls, man, but uh, they know what they like. Anyway, the band released the best possible uh, response to the press statement. They were like, we are very disappointed by the stiff decision handed down by Judge Dick Boner. <laughs> uh <laughs> I actually highly recommend this documentary, and I kind of want to listen to more. I have a feeling that I would like some of their stuff, because there's a lot of humor in here. There's a lot of, like, it's not just like, oh, kill, kill, rape, rape, fuck, you know, whatever shit, you know. There's, like, satire uh, going on here. There's some really interesting stuff. I think the one part I don't like is this guy named Hunter, uh, who helped form the band. He came up with, like, Typical. yeah, this guy... I don't know what his problem is, but he really seemed to think the band should have been all about him. And instead they went with the really charismatic guy. Sorry, it's just the way it works. Uh, the only downside of this documentary is there's a scene where Gore went on Red Eye with Greg Gutfeld. And <laughs> I remember that. And I have to admit, like, all the air went out of the theater as soon as you see Greg Gutfeld's face. Everyone went, oh. <laughs> but that being said... And then it just cuts to him in uniform. Yeah. That being said, just he was really funny there. Is Greg Gutfeld go, if I want to do a Greg Gutfeld impression. Hang on a second. So, so you guys hate Planet Earth, right? And uh, Odorous Urungus says, Well, we hate Earth, but we also love it, because Earth is the only planet in the galaxy with crack. And uh, it just worked for me. Uh, well, Dave Rocky said a bunch of stuff. He said, um, 
I, I really hope and I do believe that Gwar could live for a thousand years. I know that's what Adolf Hitler said about the Third Reich, but this time I mean it. <laughs> he said, uh, there's a whole bunch of shit in there. And the weird thing about Gwar is, Mike, I'd heard of them, obviously, and I'd like seen them, and I, I didn't see them with the Red Eye thing, but I, I saw them on like a bunch of other stuff. And I always thought that there was a little bit more um, concept to it. Like, it was supposed to be like a, not like a rock opera sort of thing, but like an overarching theme, like an art project sort of thing. Turns out none of these people knew what they were doing. They, they, were, they were basically improvising from day to day. They're just like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this or that or something like that, you know? I, I don't know. I, I might get into it. But again, the humor is the main draw here. They made a video called Ballas in Wonderland. I, as long as I live, really good name. no matter how hard I work, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, I'm never going to come up with anything funnier than Ballas in Wonderland. I'm so Breaks upset. My fucking I was supposed to see them a couple months ago, but could not justify driving four hours to Houston and then four hours back after the concert. Yeah. I would have died on that drive back. I, I also did. Yeah, correct. So I just upset, want to compare that before I uh, hand off here. Um, as Alex assigned me a while back, the uh, the Eagles documentary, which uh, four hours, by the way. <laughs> Reminds me yeah, of, I know. Reminds me That's of, yeah. why it was an assignment. <laughs> reminds me of, That's why I couldn't talk you into it. Reminds me of the Hillary documentary. It was four hours. <laughs> anyway. Okay, that one wasn't me. I would not do that. Right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the thing about the Eagles documentary is I'm watching, like, yeah, this is interesting stuff. And it does the thing that documentaries do where it makes it seem like the most important thing in the world. Gwar never feels like the most important thing in the world in their own documentary because they could never possibly be commercial. But that's okay. Uh, I I think I'd rather listen to Gore's music than uh, the greatest hits of the Eagles. I I have to say it. I some of their stuff does not seem as though it would appeal to me, but I I think I like this one a lot more. There was this one was a lot more raw. It was a lot more emotional. There were a lot of tears in this over uh, people passing away, and uh, there was there's a line in here that really stuck with me. And it, it's funny, and you you might laugh at it, but I, I think it's kind of salient too. Dave Brocky passes away. Sorry, odorous Urungus. And he Thank is, you. like, the leader of the band. He's come up with all the ideas and everything. It's very sad when he passes away. And they decide, we're going to keep the band going even after his death. And that's controversial with fans. And one of the fans said, oh, war sucks ever since Dave Brocky died. To which one of the guys responded, that's like saying, oh, your family sucks ever since your grandma died. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a funny line. It's it's good. But it also made me think, it's like, yeah, you know, that is kind of a shitty thing to say. So, uh yeah. I, I, I do like uh, this movie, and I am tentatively uh, excited to go through Gore's discography if I have the time for it. I don't know, I have to read this book. No, you're yeah, fine. I gotta, I gotta read this book. That it's like right ACDC. Yeah. You just pick an album, you're fine. Yeah. It's all the same. I, I promise yeah. you. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious about some of these ones. I Some of their uh, album titles are really good. Uh, this Toilet Earth. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will say, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just real no. quick, as the metal guy on this show, mm-hmm. there is no one more insufferable than the metal guy who takes it seriously. Yeah, it's all silly. None of this matters. Yeah, fucking get over yourself. Every guy <laughs> mad that people oh, that... discovered Master of Puppets <laughs> yeah. off of Stranger Things. Jesus. Oh, Christ. that reminds me. Suck your own dicks, nerds. <laughs> uh, that reminds me. Uh, there are a bunch of people that they interview for this. They have uh, Weird Al Yankovic is on here. Uh, oh yeah, dude. You know the joke. Yeah, and some other person. <laughs> they don't. They don't have. A, they don't have Greg Gutfeld on here, uh, but they do have very briefly Bam Margera, 
Uh, was it? Oh yeah. hell yeah, dude! Yeah, moving this up the list. Yeah, unfortunately, it's very very brief. He's like, yeah, man, for fucking Viva La Bam, I had like three hundred thousand dollars per episode. I just I put war in there, and it, it's the one where Odorous Urugus gets into bed between April and Phil, <laughs> and Phil's just like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And he. Odorous starts like I think it's like crying my friends are upset. It's like the strangest thing I've ever seen, but it was like really funny in that moment. Anyway, I think one of the reasons I liked it is because I saw in the special thanks during the end credits, April Margera's name is listed, so I guess they had to get permission. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch this. <laughs> oh yeah, I would I would actually highly recommend this. I think that I, I don't know if Parker, you've mentioned like what you want from like a rock documentary. Like, uh, you mentioned the Metallica thing where they're at each other's throats. This one gets that raw, but it's also not just focused on one particular era. It's like, this is basically the band's entire history. There's some really interesting stuff in here. So, uh, <laughs> This Is Guar is my number three favorite movie from 2021. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, see, premieres on Shudder tomorrow. Thank you. I, I'm happy to <laughs> get it, boys. I guess the only bad side is, like, this was a there was a tie-in with Aslan Beer Company, which uh, right here is a crossover IPA. At a smooth 7% ABV and served in a 16-ounce pipe, this juicy blend of Chinook, Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops will uh, hammer you with a tropical fruit explosion. Man, this sounds like it's for metal fans. Surely yeah. the tastiest IPA in the multiverse. Disagree. It was not very good. That oh, sucks. hey, uh, two notes. Two <laughs> notes I wrote here on the back. One is assignment for Parker: Slaughterhouse Rock. So, uh, might as well pencil that in. Oh, I've heard yeah. of that. Let's fucking go. And the boys. other was a 15-second trailer that they played for a movie called Deathbed, with the tagline "Say your prayers." Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> these people. Alex, tell me about Elvis Presley. I will oh, in so one excited. minute, because I have a couple things to get to first, okay. and the first is, uh, Parker, I'm just going to pencil in the, the Steel Panther movie for Chris, the first assignment I get this, this offseason. There's season. a movie? Jinkies. There's a movie. Oh, I, uh, he will fucking love Steel Panther. I He might hate Steel Panther. Uh. I could go either way, and I'm very excited for that. Um, Chris, are you, you familiar with Steel Panther? Steel Panther? Panther? Our good friend Mac loves Steel Panther. Oh, that makes sense. That's, that makes a lot that's of sense. A good, yeah. That's a good sign. <laughs> I, uh, a friend of my dad's, like, his favorite band is Steel Panther, which I don't know what to do with, but uh, it's very oh, funny to me. Uh, anyway. It just lets them live vicariously because all the people from that era are, you know, Vince yeah. Neil now. Oh. Yeah, of course. I understand. If there was a Steel Panther for, like, grunge bands, since all of those singers are dead now, I'd be into it. Okay. Give me pop punk Steel Panther in a heartbeat. I'm in there. That's uh, our rebranding. If this doesn't take off in the next two years. So, uh, Chris, I am going to get to Elvis in one second. Okay. But first, I want to say something that is, like, a little bit more serious than I normally do. Um, so just bear with me, because I promise I'm going somewhere with this. Um, so, uh, I don't know whether it's the algorithm forcing this on me, or if, you know, there's, like, some sort of, like, nascent moment that's happening right now. But for a lot of a lot of conversations I've had in the past, like, two weeks have been about Roger Ebert for some reason. Like, I've seen it on Twitter multiple times. I've had conversations about Roger Ebert with people. Like, I, it's... For some reason, Roger Ebert has been on my brain a lot. And it's not all because, you know, I was just sitting around thinking one day of, like, hmm, you know, Roger Ebert, that guy had some thoughts. But, uh... I say this to say that, like... 
you know, obviously Roger Ebert is somebody whose takes we have making fun, made fun of several times, and mostly for good reason. But he was somebody who, like, you know, he was, like, kind of principled in the way that he did his reviews and, you know, was willing to evaluate things based on, like, what they were trying to do rather than how he felt about them, which I think is, like, part of the reason that, you know, Siskel and Ebert became such a big thing. And also he was somebody that was, like, willing to go back and, like, look at a movie that he might have panned when it came out and be like, I was wrong, you know, I, uh... I thought these things about this movie when I saw it, and I had more time to think about that, and, you know, that's that's my bad. Like, I want to say that Top Gun was one of those movies for him, although I don't remember specifically. Like, I'm not, you know, some Roger Ebert expert over here. But, anyway, I say all that to say this. Last week on the show, I talked about a movie that I had seen about four hours before we recorded called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On that I did not enjoy. Uh, you know, very, very, like, wholesome media kind of thing, you know, it was, you go online, you look at the people that are talking about that, and they're like, oh, move over, Paddington, there's a new sheriff in town, it's like, all right, well, you guys can go fuck yourselves, and obviously not a movie for me, but, uh, I have to say, that's a movie that has been on my mind since I saw it in a way that I really wasn't expecting, and I kind of need to come on here and be like, and give everybody a my bad for being as harsh on it as I was. Because, again, I did not really enjoy my theater experience with that movie. It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I wanted. I wasn't, you know, having like a rip-roaring good time with it or anything. It's not a movie for me. But also, like, I cried twice in the last week. And I think that movie had something to do with it. And, like, both of them were good, healthy cries that I felt good afterwards. And, like, I don't know. Like, I think that, you know, that movie might be more effective than I gave it credit for right after seeing it. And I feel the need to say that, you know, because I'm sure there's some people that listen to all of these. I don't know who the fuck they are. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think it kind of worked. I think that movie kind of worked a lot better than I thought it did when I first saw it, and uh, it's important to me to come out here and be like, yeah, I fucked up, that's my bad. So You know, interesting that you bring um, that up, because uh, a couple of my friends, uh, I think I mentioned this, like, uh, shout out to uh, both of my friends who enjoyed it. Uh, uh-huh. More and more of my friends in the group chat are like, yeah, Marcel, the show, hey, Chris, have you seen it? I'm like, I'm busy, you know, I gotta watch. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I watched some Roger Corman movies. So. <laughs> it, was, it was funny that you talked about, you know, I would rather listen to a Guar album than the Eagles' greatest hits because uh, the shell definitely covers an Eagles song in its entirety at the end of that movie. Oh. And it was a situation where, like, yeah, I see you, like, you know, turning your nose up and being like, ugh. And that's the same expression that I had on my face when it started. But you know what? It turns out Peaceful Easy Feeling's a really good song. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've listened to it, like, six more times this that's week. Good... Probably because of the stupid fucking cute shell sang it. Like, and that's fine. It's, uh, I don't know. I just, I know that, like, you guys don't really expect me to be, you know, nice about things in general, but, uh, I, I, I wanna, I wanna, you know, I wanna do over on that one. I feel kind of bad for as harsh as I was on that movie because I think it was very effective at what it set out to do. Marcel, if you're listening. I just didn't realize that at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Also, bring the links back, coward. Damn it. Beat me. (laughs) 
now. I will not take it back because yeah. I'll never watch it. I, you know, you might yeah, have a good relationship. Good, yeah. So, I, yeah, she'll absolutely <laughs> the second that's streaming somewhere. That's that'll be my night. Double feature with the yeah, monsters. And I'll probably and cry and because I'm a big baby. That's fine. Yeah. No, just, don't you. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, have you seen the trailer yet for the monsters? Uh. No, I haven't. I don't think, actually, well, I don't think you want. I, I saw the commentary on the trailer and was like, "Ah, somebody's gonna make me watch this." Yeah, it's fine. I, that has Chris written all over it. I was like, oh, "Chris, guess what you have to watch." I, I mean, I'm not gonna do that well, to that you. That is an but... act of war. <laughs> yeah, that uh, exactly. There's no like, turning I, I, back. You assign that shit week one. <laughs> it's so, all over. Like, there's no coming back. It gets personal. So, that, that's one of the reasons I'm excited for this football season. Because I'm going to be watching all of the worst things you guys assigned me, like, a month before football starts. So it's going to be fresh, baby. All right. I, I'm going to have so many Band-Aids ripped. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway. Now. <laughs> Chris. All right. Let, let me start off talking about Elvis by asking you a question. I feel like you know me and my taste pretty well. What do you think that I thought of Elvis? Uh, hmm. I think that you. Well, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to boil it down to just liked it or disliked it. But uh, I think I would guess disliked it. Chris, I think that movie's brilliant. Oh, hey, that's a that's. A nice I movie. I actually like like I actually think that like this is a movie that uh, people aren't gonna see on my recommendation because it's a fucking three hour biopic about a guy that died fifty years ago. But uh, I think that movie's incredible. I think that movie made me mad all over again that Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture because now this won't win Best Picture because it deserves I don't it. I think Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Didn't it get? I thought uh, it just got uh, nominated. No. Oh no! <laughs> it won, dude. Really? I don't remember that. It won. Yeah, hey, you can go look that up. Yeah, if you don't I'm believe. just gonna do that right now. Uh, da, 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 da. It was like a huge upset. Yeah. Uh, nope. I'm I'm struggling to type. Sorry. Was no, that it, it was. Here? No, uh, yeah, it it was only nominated for best picture. What? No, it definitely won. That is incorrect. Are you thinking? What did it win? Are you then? thinking of like Oscars? Because it won Best Motion Picture Drama at the Golden Globes. But it, it won uh, for Best... That's not yeah, real. That's the fucking it, Teen it, Choice It, it won uh, Best Malik. Actor for Rami Malek, Best Film Editing, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. He's in the 91st Academy Awards. Green Book won uh, Best Picture that year. Oh, that was the Green uh, Book year. Oh, oh, was it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Bohemian was Rhapsody it, it won the... Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I know that movie won, like, a shitload of awards. It, it won, yeah, it won the, really? yeah, it won the yeah, most awards okay. before, yeah. so it's... Yeah, All right, whatever. Yeah, Close enough. Yeah. yeah, it's ballpark. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Wow, another apology by Alex. Is I know, right? We're just, you know... I'm so sorry to the whole world. Um... But yeah, you know, you just mentioned, you know, the thing about how the Eagles documentary, like, you know, they try to make it seem like, uh, you know, whatever the subject of a documentary is the most important thing in the world. But also, like, I don't know how you watch this movie and not think that Elvis was the most important person that ever lived. Like, it's so fucking effective at doing that. <laughs> now, I... I'm not going to sit here, like, before I go, like, into the nitty-gritty of it, like, I'm not some Elvis expert. I know he is, like, a person that was relevant to music and, like, culture in general. And, like, I have a general understanding of his career arc and, you know, the fact that he died young and all. But, like, I sit down and watch this movie, and I don't know what's real and what's embellished. 
but it just it works together it is like just so fantastically put together to me um like you're sitting there watching this movie and like if you're me you know because i think this movie is targeted at young people which is part of the reason that i think it's so effective but like if you're me watching this movie you're sitting there going like okay yeah he shakes his hips whatever like that's that's kind of that's kind of you know I guess it's risque for the 50s. Wait, they're sending him away to the army? Like, he's not allowed to be in society because he shakes his hips too much on stage? Like, like the arc of this movie is, like, so fucking insane to process. Um, and, like, it, to some extent, it's all real, you know? Like, I'm not saying that, the in, you know, the whole relationship with him and Tom Hanks and in this movie is, like, totally authentic or anything i don't know one way or another to say that but like goddamn, they took this this fucking country yokel from the 50s and framed this entire movie in a way that like as a person in 2022 that never lived through any of that you understand immediately everything about how important elvis was and like why you should give a shit about this story which is why I didn't even mind that it was fucking three hours. Like, yeah, it's way too long, but also it had to be. Like, when we're at the two-hour mark and we haven't gotten to Fat Vegas Elvis yet, I'm like, oh, God, we've got at least another hour to go here. But also, like, this story kind of deserves it. It's the rare case where, like, I was willing to be like, yeah, the movie doesn't need to be this long, but I want to hear more about Elvis. And that is, like, the highest compliment that I can pay to a filmmaker. Especially one like Baz Luhrmann, who is known for being as fucking extra as he is. Yeah. Well, there, that's the thing, is someone compared it to, like, a roller coaster ride through, uh, through uh, K-Jewelers, you know, at the very beginning, where they're doing all those fucking shots like that. Oh, yeah. I think, I think the first act of this movie is, like, the, one of the most effective hours of a biopic I've ever seen. Um, because, like... It's like, okay, so there are multiple scenes in this movie, as you can attest to, where, like, they just kind of play modern rap in an Elvis movie. Yeah, there's Doja Cat in there. And, like, and, like, for 15 seconds, you're like, well, why the fuck are they doing this? This is weird. And then you realize, like, oh, yeah, all the old people that came out to watch this Elvis movie today in 2022 are as uncomfortable hearing this in this movie as old people were back then when they heard Elvis. And it's like, holy shit, that's brilliant. Yeah. Like, I can't believe somebody thought to do that. Because again, it's a fucking musical biopic. You're expecting to only hear Elvis songs. And then you hear like rap music while he's walking around downtown Memphis. And it's like, oh fuck, they really want you to understand how important Elvis is. And you do. Like, but also, <laughs> It's a Baz Luhrmann movie, so there's just, like, a funhouse scene for no reason. And there are carnival midgets. And, like, it's just... It's so fucking extra in ways that it doesn't need to be. But it's all in service of being like, Hey, Elvis was really fucking important, and you should care. And you know what? After watching this movie, I now care. And that is not something that I expected to say coming out of that thing. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of constructed like one of his Vegas shows, where it's gotta be big and bombastic. He could just be singing a song like When the Saints Come Marching In, and it's gotta be the biggest thing that ever was. Also, the other reason that you have those rap songs in there, it's not just to scare the olds, which, by the way, good pickup on that. It's also to 
sort of gives them to like the younger crowd. They, if you were to just play them like a Robert Johnson acoustic blues song, people wouldn't understand why that was cool back in the 1930s. Whereas you play like Doja Cat now, it's like, oh, there, there's a reason that people like this kind of, that people liked black music back then, but it was still kind of like underground and be like, oh, I don't know if I should be listening to this sort of thing. And it does it really well. That's also why I like the Baby Let's Play House scene. Like, you can see why they're screaming now, and it sounds so much cooler. Now. Oh, I yes. just want to ask, uh, so what did you think of Austin Butler's performance, and what did you think of Tom Hanks' So Austin Butler is incredible in this movie. Yeah, I think He's everyone so has to agree on that. Good. Yeah, it's really he good. Is, if, if he does not win every award that we can possibly come up with, then it means that somebody has done like the greatest performance in film history in the time between now and when the award shows happen. And you know what? Good for them if they do. Yeah. But like, he is unbelievable in this. Tom Hanks... Uh, I don't have a problem with it. It never took me out of the movie. Um, I can see how some people would look at this character and be like, what the fuck is this, like... What is this guy from, like, a Nazi, like, exploitation movie? Like, what is this dude doing here? Like, I don't understand his accent. I don't understand his, like, goals other than, I guess, making money. Like, it's just... It's almost like this, like, mustache-twiddingly evil character in this movie, but, like, you kind of need it, considering how childlike Elvis is presented as. Which I think is something that had to be done as a filmmaker, both to make you care, and also because there's no real way to dance around the whole he was porking a 14-year-old thing. So, like, I thought, I know, but, like, I thought they handled that really well. Well, they they actually did because, and Parker brought this up last time, I hate, I'm sorry, not to jump all over, but he wasn't actually sleeping with her when she was 14. They, he met her when she was 14, and then years passed, and then they met him, I think as portrayed in the movie in uh, Germany or something like that, and I think she was 17, which is still obviously underage, but back then, like... Certainly better than Jerry Lee Lewis, and I guess that was the standard. Yeah, yeah. they're they're always as a lower. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that so much of this movie was effective, like that. And and one thing, okay. So I've been reading Nixon Land recently, which uh, if you're not familiar with it, it is like almost like a it's almost like a play by play of what was going on in like political media culture for like the time like it like the four years before nixon became president until like you know watergate so i'm already reading something that's super in-depth about this era so i came into that this watching this with like that background of like oh this is cool like you know i just got to like the 68 Democratic National Convention in this book, and, like, Nixon's about to become president, and, like, I kind of have, like, a, an idea in my mind of, like, what political pop culture was in America at the time that this movie's going on, and for this movie to, you know, be like, hey, oh, by the way, like, Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy got shot within, like, two months of each other at the beginning of this year, and people like Elvis looked at that and went, oh, fuck, I guess I do have to go into the army. Now, I know the timeline there is a little bit different, right, yeah. but, like, it works as a movie, like, storytelling device. It's like, yeah, of fucking course he was afraid to go shake his hips on stage because the government was killing people and everyone knew it, and nobody could do anything about it. Like, it's it's such a well-done 
plot device within a movie that can be a little bit fast and loose with the truth, I'm sure, but, like, it's so compelling for this character and this story, because this really is, it's it's so interesting that Baz Luhrmann is not American and made this movie, because you watch this movie and you think, oh, this is, like, this must be, like, an American celebrating this point in American culture to an extent, and also, like, critiquing it and commenting on it, but, like, it's not, and, like, I don't know. I was I was fucking blown away by this movie. I couldn't believe how much I liked it. There is, I really couldn't. There is a scene in there that I just remember that I kind of want to bring up here. I, by the way, as far as like accuracy goes, I'm not an Elvis historian, but from what I've read, from what I've gathered, this is very accurate. There's a lot of stuff that they get like on the ball correct. Obviously, they miss some stuff, and some of the stuff you know that they miss. Like I, I think there there are a couple scenes where it's obvious they uh, they played fast and loose with the truth, which is uh, where he fired his manager on stage in Vegas. That's not yeah. Not yeah, right. yeah. Uh, but the scene that I remembered is one that I think it was like reading his Wikipedia or maybe a book about him or something like that, and it briefly touched on the scene. He was going on one of those uh, big shows, right? I don't know if it was uh, I don't know if it was the Steve Allen show or whatever. Right, and they didn't want to show him shaking his hips, so instead they had him sing "Hound Dog" to a dog. To a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Now they don't actually show that in the movie. Instead, they show the aftermath and the way that it is filmed. It almost looks like it's a scene from fucking Hellraiser. He is so distraught that he had to do that and humiliated himself. <laughs> he looks like he's never been in more emotional torment over the scene. I'm like. That is exactly what I'm looking for. I think I like the idea Correct. that they're going to like treat this 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 moment in Elvis's life that even Elvis fans probably don't even know about, right? And they're going to treat it like this was an important moment and it builds part of his story. I love shit like that. So uh, same. So Parker slightly better than the Kurt Russell version. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'd enjoy it, but I just. It's not my genre, so like I'm not going to go it's out not, of my way to watch yeah. it. It's not mine either. Like. like like, I if one of you decided, I'd probably have a good time. Actually, wait, that, that reminds me. It's not about a biopic, but uh, Alex, what'd you think of Moulin Rouge? It's fine. Oh, I couldn't stand uh, it. I, like, I despised I, I it. I know. And for me to walk into here, I thought, like, oh, I'm going to hate this too. Far from it. It was, like, the weirdest reversal of fortune. I I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did, but also I knew I was going to like it five minutes in, which is, oh, like... Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, you know, Baz Luhrmann's not, you know, a you're-in-good-hands kind of director. Like, I never feel that way going into his movies. Not that there are that many of them, but, uh... I mean, like, the fucking Gatsby movie is unwatchable. Oh, yeah, I... That I, is, like, a that's steaming a one, yeah. dog turn. Have you not seen that, no, Chris? I, I, it sounds... No, look, I watched five minutes of that, and I got sick of it. I, oh, guess, it does, yeah, I count, guess it doesn't count, Parker. Write it down, write it down, write it down. Does not I count. Actually, I actually... I watched the previous <laughs> version of, uh... Of, uh... Gatsby movie. I think it had Sam Watterson in it or something like that. Back when he was... Oh, that's not gonna get you Back when he was only 70 or whatever. Um, no, I, I didn't Man. like it. Uh, but yeah, I saw like five minutes of the fucking Gatsby movie. I was just like... There was a girl it's I was seeing really at the time bad. who... Yeah. She really liked it. I, I should have seen that as a sign. I, that, that's, I should that's, have seen that's a hard that as note. a sign. <laughs> that's a hard note right Yeah. There, honestly. Oh, boy. Um... But yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting to go into this movie that I decided to see 10 minutes before the show started, because I live across the street from a movie theater now, which is the greatest feeling in the world. Trust me. Um, yeah, but uh, I wasn't expecting to like walk out of that and be like, man, you know what, it's cool that, uh, so 
I guess, little family lore for me for once. Um, my dad is the last of six children, and he was born when his parents were in their early 40s. So he has five older siblings, the oldest of whom are old enough to, like, really remember Elvis. So, like, I have an aunt who is, like, an enormous Elvis fan, who is, like, I don't know, she's probably early 70s at this point, and, like, I'm excited to go to the next family gathering to talk to her about the Elvis movie. And I wasn't expecting to come out of that and think that, you know? It's like, I know, she's, like, a huge Elvis fan. I know she's gonna see it, like... I don't know. She's probably going to be mad about the inaccuracies. And oh, stuff. I don't. She's that think kind so. of person. I, I don't like, know. Uh, I mean, I don't mean to step on you, but they're like, uh, I've talked to a lot of hardcore Elvis fans, and all the hardcore Elvis fans reviews I've seen here, they fucking love this. They're like, finally, this is the Elvis movie. Apparently, I, I I'm really excited. I hope that she likes it as much as I, I think I she do. will. And I and I, I that is know. just like, I wasn't expecting to have like that kind of experience with this fucking movie you know i was like i'd probably walk out and like in my brain i was like i'm either gonna think this is pretty good or i'm gonna laugh at how bad it is and instead i was just fucking floored like i i cannot endorse this strongly enough and i can't believe i'm saying that about a three-hour movie about a dude from the 50s because yeah. i'm me like i it's not that's not it feels like else. it feels like i'm doing an impression of you now it's like yeah i watched this kids movie and made me cry and it was actually really good and then i watched this uh biopic <laughs> <laughs> look it was know. three hours long it's a musical huh? and between was, this and top gun yeah. big year for my parents in theaters <laughs> oh the yeah. first time for in them, decades yeah. oh they 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 timed this flawlessly yeah. like like I really think it is riding off the wave of people going like movies are cool. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. I was so happy that I saw Top Gun. Let's go see Elvis. Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as they see Austin Butler's performance, that guy. Oh, oh my god, yeah. dude. dude oh, speaking like, of Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek winning for Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not even people are never going to talk about that again. Everyone's going to be all over Austin Butler in this movie, which is the teeth. Okay, all right. So yeah, I'll Austin, old Austin Butler in this movie, genuinely one of the greatest performances I've seen in any. I cannot believe how good he is. Like, it's... I don't know who the fuck he is, honestly. He was like, like I, I, I told you, he was like that backup Disney Channel guy. He was like an extra yeah, on Disney I, Channel shows, and then he started getting a little bit more noticed. We were like, oh, this Austin Butler guy. You want to try out for a Baz Luhrmann movie? Okay. And he just turns in, like, one of the greatest performances of all time. No excuse. I, I can't... I can't get over how good I think this movie is. Because, like, I feel like a lot of the response from, like, you know, quote-unquote smart people to this has been, like, yeah, it's schlocky and this and that, but I had a good time. And I think that's fair. I that's am willing to, movie. I guess, go out on a limb and be like, no, this is legitimately really, really good. Like, and I, I can't believe I'm saying that. But anyway, um... I'm not going to belabor this point any harder. Everybody should see this. Nobody that hears this will, unless you already wanted to see it. Because, uh, again, it's a three-hour biopic about a guy that died 50 years ago. It's a great theater so, experience. Uh, this is a theater movie. Oh, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And they pushed it back on streaming for, what, like a month and a half? So more people could see it in theaters? Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're winning the war. Everything keeps coming Although up, Chris. I was... I was the only person in my theater for it, which oh. was actually kind of kind of dope. <laughs> that it, that it meant it meant that I I uh, so I forgot like the the geometry of like theaters that are in malls where like you're supposed to get seats in like the third row because if you sit in the back it sucks. 
So, like, I bought a seat in the back, and then there was no one there, so I just moved up to the third row, and it was amazing. Man, I'm very excited to enjoy this movie when it's assigned to me. Yeah. You know, they got air conditioning uh, in I'm... the theaters now, Parker, so that's the main reason I would go there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. Buddy, that's you. three hours, you don't, have to, you don't have to run the power bill. That's hey, uh, uh, Parker... Parker, you know if you uh, if you turn off your AC for three hours, they can mine like one millionth of a Bitcoin in your state with that. So uh, really, you're doing your part for the economy if you go see this. Yeah. Get that studio money. Oh, man. You talked me into it. I'm sure I will like it, but also I do the old uh, one for me, one for the show math. Oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, that's that's two '90s uh, direct-to-video action movies I can watch in that <laughs> yeah, time frame to bring to very the very fair, very fair, yeah. yeah. If if it wasn't literally across the street from me, I wouldn't have done it. But I'm so happy I did. Uh, I'm gonna hand this off before I continue to ramble. Uh, Parker, what do you got for us? I'm just so tired of watching these horror movies that just spoon feed everything to you. I put on the original '70s Suspiria, boy. Chris, let me tell you, man, it just tells you everything you need to know up front. It makes total sense. Not a complete living nightmare. <laughs> that was a magical yeah. night. Uh, my girlfriend is a very, very big fan of the 2018 remake, and we'd only seen the original once years and years ago, and probably not sober. Spoilers, we weren't sober this time either. Uh, but uh, my jerk of the week is myself for putting this on while we were both just hammered watch it all the way through we watch it on prime so i was like hey do you want to watch another argento movie i was like yeah sure put one on hit play fell asleep halfway through had the worst dreams a real bad <laughs> <Okay>. time <laughs> those movies are already a waking nightmare and boy mistake yeah. absolute mistake uh superior owns makes no goddamn sense is absolutely nothing but bright popping vibrant colors while i'm like if i stand up too fast i'll fall back over it's a good level for that movie i think suspiria is almost certainly dario argento's best movie and people can debate that but like i think that one really holds and not just because of the great soundtrack by goblin but also i kind of like that movie more than the remake and that feels like a really hot take because uh the remake was comprehensive was comprehensible and uh the original is not but kind of like it where it's not comprehensible because it, it feels a little bit more like a night you know sometimes it's good when movies are nonsense as we'll get to with virtual yeah <laughs> she was getting all geared up as the movie was like ramping up and then the main character Susie yeah. I think just walks outside there's a fire inside the building and then the credits just pop up on the screen she's like what the <laughs> fuck I'm like oh yeah they probably all died don't worry about <laughs> it this movie was made for like $20 <laughs> they play that great bass on it what am I gonna do complain come on who wants to argue absolutely I love that movie it's like uh this school was founded by witches why would witches found a dance school shut up don't fucking worry about it no one's gonna ever gonna see this movie <laughs> good thing you're in a sober state of mind I just really I just miss all these old Italian movies. It's like, now everyone just speak your native language and we'll just dub over it later. None of this matters. No one's going to see this outside. I, I watched a movie in. like that. As with John we Saxon. will get to later. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me just talk about a real, real downer movie. 
finish the old Sam Raimi watch through, which means, of course, I met my good friend Oz, comma, the great and powerful. Yeah. That movie does not exist. I watched that earlier this week, and the only things I can tell you about it are like, oh, that thing was sort of related to The Wizard of Oz. It is the most nothing movie I have ever seen in my life. How is James Franco so bad? So, uh, my dad and I both really liked it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah, really? Yeah, I, 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 we saw that in theaters, and maybe because it's a theater thing. Also, uh, his mother, uh, my grandmother, she owns one of the world's oldest and most complete collections of the L. Frank Baum uh, books, which is probably worth uh, more than I am. And uh, my dad used to read those books to me. So he said, oh, Oz the Great Empire, finally they're telling a story about other stuff, because we only ever had The Wizard of Oz, and I think there was Return to Oz, which I've never seen, but I heard it was all right. Um, anyway, so he's like, finally they make one of these, and after the movie, I was like, oh, was that like uh, your books? He's like, oh, sort of. Uh, a couple things I, I want to mention that I like, let's see how you feel about it. Uh, Mila Kunis, I thought she did a pretty good job in this, uh, but also I'm, ex- I'm extremely mean, attracted to her, so... Uh, maybe I'm grading on a curve. That makeup is... That makeup is not... Uh, <laughs> also, have you seen it since theaters? No, okay, that's that's fair. Uh, here's this... Okay, well then, absolutely do not go back. There's no need uh, to I, did, I don't think I will, yeah. Based on what you're do saying, not I feel like do I don't want to do that. It's also... I can tell this is a little bit more of a childish tone, right? This is definitely more PG than PG-13, am I right? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes you're watching, like, what kid would want to watch this? I... Not because it's like scary. It's just like who? Who? Could I have care? a feeling maybe he just did it because it's like maybe he also likes the L. Frank Baum books. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But there's one special effect in the movie that stuck with me, where I was like, "That's one of the coolest things I've ever seen." It was for uh, feels weird to say this, the China girl. Uh, it's literally a girl <laughs> yeah, made out of China, rough. not you know a Chinese girl. Uh, Do no. the voice. Uh, she. <laughs> when I saw those effects, I seriously I thought that was like the coolest thing I had ever seen because uh, my both of my grandmothers have China dolls, not Chinese dolls. Anyway, so like and and to see all that, you know, you can't just like move those parts and everything, right? Those are, uh, my sister used to call them breakable dolls, which meant uh, no throwing them at your brothers, and you know just to see the to make it actually move like a real thing i maybe i'm grading this on a curve because i i think that people back in 1939 would have liked to have seen something like this but i thought that was really cool and i like the story i i like the the message of you don't have to be a great man at least be a good man and i'm like well that's i think that's kind of nice and uh i don't know i i i was into it which is weird because like i i don't often go for fantasy movies i tend to prefer books there are a few notable exceptions but uh Maybe it was a theater experience or something. I, I had a good time. I'll tell you, uh, my research led me. The biggest issue is, uh, to no one's surprise, Sam Raimi is a huge fan of the original Wizard of Oz Yeah, Oh, yeah, like, well. Of course yeah. he is. And it, they've got all the production going. They're going to pay all this homage to it and make this beautiful spinoff. Then lawyers get involved, and there's a bunch of lawsuits about who owns oh. what. And Warner Brothers owns the rights to the movies, but not the books and all this. And it becomes, hey, if you tread too much over the movie imagery, we're getting sued. Which means you're just filming a movie with lawyers on set going, hey, 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 no. You can't skip down the yellow brick road because that was in that movie. Hey, that witch has to be a different shade of green. 
and it just becomes a living nightmare. I did not know. Of like, oh, this is sort of reminiscent of the thing you like, right? Oh. And boy, I... To me, like, I'm completely stealing this reference from uh, the Blank Check podcast, which is real good. But uh, they equate the whole, like, Wizard of Oz thing to, like, Arthurian legend of, like, everyone knows what the Wizard of Oz is. And, like, every decade, they're like, you know, we're going to make another one of these. And they're like, no, I don't I don't need another King Arthur movie. No, I'm aware of what a Merlin is. I don't want to pay to see it. And it's just an endless cycle that continues forever. And I feel like it's the same thing with the Wizard of Oz. Like, yes, no, I'm I'm very aware of what this is. No, this is not going to work. That original worked by the grace of oh, yeah, that God. Was, that is it a, took like 30 lives with so it. That was so fucking lucky that they pulled it off. And it ended up being the single most popular movie ever made. I think statistically. Can they put that poor woman on more amphetamines <laughs> than you can give to a human being. The best part about that it. That movie should not Look exist. at the scenes that they cut from that fucking movie and you're just like, oh my god. This this could have been a movie that literally would have just been lost in a fire. People would be like, oh, yeah, like, it's a movie that everyone knows, but literally just should not yeah. exist. Like, every single possible thing ticked right for it to work. And they're like, well, yeah, let's just do that again. And then we'll have our own Oz franchise, and we can make sequels, and we can put it in the theme parks. And this movie made a shitload of money, but it just disappeared from the world. Like, if you ask most normies, like, first of all, if you ask what Oz the Great and Powerful is, they're like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And if you show them that and you go, hey, <laughs> did you know Sam Raimi made that? They would just stare at you like, no, Dude, impossible. This, this whole time, I like, I was like, are they describing a real movie? I've never heard of this. I'm surprised. Like, so you never I heard understand. Of this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that I'm, was the I'm last sure movie Sam Raimi yeah. made. The last movie until this Doctor Strange. He had not made a sequel movie since this. And it was the most depressing thing on earth. And I'm really like the big problem with the movie for me is just James Franco is... Oh yeah, he is one of those guys that is either like does like a weird, interesting performance, or just looks like he's half asleep, and you wish it was literally anyone else. Yeah, the problem is Mila and Kunis that man is too old for him. Not carry this. So yeah, that is also true. <laughs> I and look, I try not to be the fucking cinema sins guys. Like, oh, that doesn't make sense. No, it's but okay to give to like, no, here's the origin story of the witch, and the origin story is. Mila Kunis talks to James Franco, the most boring man on the face of the fucking earth, for an afternoon. And then he talks to another girl, and she drinks a potion to become a witch. I'm like, what? Why is this? Yeah. Why am I watching uh, I'll this? admit, I didn't like that. I, I certainly did not like that. Um, I, I don't know. I... I think maybe I was uh, I went into it with high uh, with high hopes just because I saw Sam Raimi saying where I was like Dad Evil Dead fucking Army of Darkness drag me to hell he's doing an Osmo Dad's like get in the car we gotta go see this and uh, that should work yeah it should I know. be good uh, Bruce Campbell has a really lame cameo in this it's yeah real bad. that was it is real I'm bad. not like a lot of people are like disappointed with Bruce Campbell cameos in this movie apparently people are like pissed off at the one in uh, Doctor Strange 2 or something like that uh, but in this one I was just like oh hey look that's Bruce Campbell oh and ironically enough Bruce Campbell is the perfect actor to play Oz in this movie yeah that would have been great complete scam artist magician who just cons people at county fairs until he gets blown into a fantasy oh, world yeah. he would have absolutely crushed that maybe role. I, I don't know maybe you wouldn't like elvis because that also involves a con man from a county fair uh so 
You know I love watching Con Men at carnivals. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's that's how I know Hang that he would love Elvis. <laughs> It's like the most fucking compelling part of that movie. It's just like, oh, no, you're the greatest thing ever, and you're in our stupid little fair. Well, I'm going to control you forever. Uh-huh. Last time I checked, uh, fucking James Franco wasn't playing the Tom Hanks role in that oh, movie, so I'll probably that. like it. Yeah. He just looks so tired. It looks like every line is like, all right, that was a good read there. All right, are the lights set? Can we record? Oh, we're done? Okay, great. Way to really give it your all, James. Way to really be invested how, in this. How long is that movie? Is that movie two hours? Two hours, baby. Oh, boy. It's gotta be. There's no way. Feels, took me two tries. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh. I got to the hour mark and I was like, you know what? This is a tomorrow problem. I don't have another one of these. In Man, me. I was I was really hoping for you to get to that one and be like, boy, we should bring back fantasy. And then <laughs> you're watching it just like. Oh. I mean, I would also like to bring back fantasy just if it was good. I guess. <laughs> you know? Again, not to be the guy that's like, oh, that doesn't make sense because you can be none of the Evil Dead movies make sense either. That's not the point. But to have them like literally fly in on bubbles. And then he pulls out a screwdriver and they're like, oh my god, you really are fulfilling the prophecy. You're the great Oz. Like, suck my dick movie. I, Come on. I, I, There's eight people in this movie that have actual literal magic. And this dude uses fucking glue to glue the China girl back together. And they're like, oh my god, the chosen one is here. I think that actually may have been from the books. Uh, well, the, the other thing about the books is those were also... Uh, well... That's why I don't read books. They were also satires of their time. Like, the first book is actually, there's a lot of, like, political symbolism in there. Uh, Dor- Dorothy uh, represents the everyman. Anyway. Oh, can't do Dorothy. No, no, no. We're not going to have Dorothy. Can't have Dorothy. <laughs> I, uh, Which, again, from what I understand, like, this is very different from the book. So it's like, all right, we're going to set up our own Oz universe. Oh, all right, where do we go from oh, this? Oh, boy. I don't know. He's just, he's just kind of hanging oh. out there. He's just... He's hanging just, out with Glinda. And, those you know, words. He seems, he seems chill. Those words gave me a headache. <laughs> We're going to set up our own hey, Oz universe. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Because you see, uh, this was, uh, you know, Disney didn't have any franchises for boys yet. And then they bought Star Wars and yeah. Marvel happened. And, you know, they didn't have. I mean, this was that era where they kept trying, like, all right, uh, let's try another Pirates movie. No. The Lone Ranger. Boys are like that, right? People Oops. like Johnny Depp. Where it's like every three years. Like, you guys want John Carter? Do you Boys, do you want toys of this? Come on, no? I love John Carter. Oh, fuck it. Here's eight superheroes. Here's eight yeah. a year. Fuck you. Maybe they're just going Here's back. A... That's that's them mining the depths of the fucking books from the 1910s. John Carter, Wizard of Oz, uh, The Lone Ranger. What can we make 30 movies out of that we don't have to pay any royalties what for? What would Jack L. Warner as a kid would have liked? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I wish I liked this. Oh, well. uh, did not. Sorry. Um, no, no. But, uh, you know. I mean, it's. Look, no one wants to like these more than me. Sam Raimi. But uh, the last thing I watched, I had the realization after this ended of, like, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched The Wizard of Oz. I cannot, in good faith, watch Oz the Great and Powerful be like, yep. Done here. My work is okay, done. Okay, this is a case so study. The, the government's it. listening to this. There's no one who hasn't seen The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I mean, like, there's a difference between it's, seeing it's okay, and watching. Right, that's fair. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I had cable growing up. I've seen The Wizard of Oz, but I haven't like watched yeah. The Wizard we'll of Oz. Put it on your even if you've never seen a frame of it. Like you know, yeah, every uh, beat, it's, like, yeah. That that movie just exists in the mm-hmm. ether. 
I will fucking fist fight that cowardly lion. He's the most obnoxious <laughs> character I've ever seen. I fucking hate that goddamn lion, dude. What in the world? Oh, why so, does he talk like that? It's it's incredibly funny because uh, that character is literally just the coach of your football team. I know. <laughs> like, I'm aware. Everything. It's just it sucks, dude. Like you you can't call a professional coach. The Cowardly Lion, because that is a trite <laughs> reference from fucking 80 years ago. But also, like, literally everything about him is just that character. It's so funny. It sucks. I, you know the scene that I hate in that movie? I, mean, I, I hated it ever since I was, like, 10 years old. I was watching my grandma's house, right? Uh, it's a scene where they actually reach Oz, and they're right outside, and they see a sign, and I think the sign says, like, uh... Uh, don't ring doorbell, please knock. And they point at every single word and read it out loud. And I, I felt like really insulted as a ten year old. I can read. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I kids in 1940. I was, was going to say adults so. in 1940 couldn't. So. <laughs> I uh... does anyone have any uh, splintering hot Oz takes? Well, a couple things about it. Did. Like Oz, and I'll get to you in a second, Alex. Uh, Oz is one of those yeah, movies. Yeah, no, it's so well known that it's actually kind of splintered history in a way. Like it's kind of rewritten history. A lot of people seem to think that that was the movie that introduced color to not just uh, film but also, I guess, the world. I guess they assumed that as soon as she stepped foot into Oz, that was the first color movie, and that's why it was a big hit. That is not true. Uh, color had been in movies. Color had even been in silent. You know, people had done that before. They just use it to a very yeah, like very the jazz singer. Great, but yeah. See, the thing is, like, they, it, they had color and they they just use it to a really good effect. Uh, I think it's good fantasy. Uh, I think it's a very, 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 very loose adaptation of the book, but uh, it's better. It's, it's a very, very good movie. My my uh, grandmother, as big of a fan as uh, The Wizard of Oz is, is one of the few people left alive today who will not watch that movie. She refuses because it was so different from the books. Uh, Alex, uh, your, your takes on uh, the most well-known movie. Well, I'm glad my take is reserved for a second because it has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. But uh, uh, when I was in elementary school in daycare, at like as a child during the summer, you know, as one as... You know, kids, you know. Mm -hmm. Kids, I don't know. I actually have no fucking idea how it works. But uh, we went to a dinner theater to watch a production of The Wizard of Oz one time. And I remember the one actor in the entire show that was, like, roughly the age of us as we went there as elementary schoolers was the fucking kid who sang the Lollipop Guild song. And he was the smuggest asshole when we tried to talk to him about it, even when he was, like, fucking nine. So, uh, whoever that fucking little fat blonde kid was that played the Lollipop Guild guy, uh, fuck you. I, you, you ruined the Wizard of Oz for me, you fucking asshole. You fat sack of trash, I hope you're in the NHL now. <laughs> you know, apparently, so I was talking about earlier about, like, one of the scenes that they cut from that movie. They cut, like, a bunch of shit from that movie like they were trying really really hard and apparently just nothing was working uh one of the scenes they they cut was uh jazz was pretty big back in 1939 because uh they didn't have real music so they, there was a jitterbug scene in there the jitterbug was apparently like a shitty dance people used to do back then and she had to defeat the wicked witch of the westeries i don't remember which one in a dance battle, and they had to do a jitterbug scene, and it is so well known. It's like, yeah, it's one of the shittiest scenes in movie history. They had to cut that in a hurry, and it was this close to getting into the final product. You almost had like one of the most well-known movies of all time with like this really fucking idiotic scene in there. 
But instead, we get the cowardly lion, is, who has a song. God, it's <laughs> crazy to think about, though. Like one of the most iconic, like Mount Rushmore of capital F films, was that close to having a disastrous legacy oh, yeah. ruining it's, scene. It's fun reading a, a lot about that history. Uh, Parker is also correct to say, well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Parker's so also correct to say that uh, uh, poor little Judy Garland was on uh, a whole lot of... She was on more drugs than Elvis was. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to call I'm gonna call bullshit That's on fair. that, because That's I fair, think yeah. Julie, Julie Garden... Ma- Judy uh, I can't speak. Sorry. Judy Garland. There we go, thank you. I'm glad for the coaching. Yes. Uh, I think she made it to 43, so, uh, you know... Couldn't have been that many drugs. I guess, I guess yeah. The difference is uh, Elvis wanted to be on the yeah. <laughs> He was having a great time. Do you time. think Mickey Rooney was just like, come on, we can do it? <laughs> do you think Mickey Rooney was... was in the army with Elvis? Because didn't didn't Elvis get like hooked on no, drugs? No, they, they don't the send army? kids to the army. you got to be 18. Mickey Rooney never turned 18. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah okay. Once mistaken. he turned 18, he, he, turned 18 <laughs> he immediately became Chinese. And, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that Elvis had to guard the fucking concentration <laughs> yeah. camp with Mickey Rooney in it. Joined the Chinese army. <laughs> sent it. They sent him to the internment camps. Hello, <laughs> uh. uh, Elvis. Keep that in. <laughs> you look a little funny, as you should, because it's exactly how he would say it. <laughs> I'm just being faithful to the source material. Yeah. You are, and I yeah. appreciate well, it. Uh, Again, I I cannot sound like the way I do into yeah. that accent. The other so thing about you. uh, I, I got yeah, the other thing about <laughs> the Wizard of Oz is it came out in 1939, which for a long time was considered like the greatest year in movie history, just because there are a lot of really great movies coming out that year. There's that Gone with the Wind, Stagecoach, stuff like that. And uh, what do you when you look at those, it's like, boy, this really isn't exactly Gone with the Wind. But also, it wasn't that big of a hit in 1939. I, think if i if i remember this correctly i don't think i'm thinking about something else the way that it really got a lot of play is that it would play during the holiday season on television it was like the first big tv movie and so everyone had to gather around and it just kind of spread through uh word of mouth and if you got a color tv oh boy now you're really in for some fun and also as the as one of the world's biggest remaining pink floyd fans i got nothing to say about it syncing up with dark side of the moon it's just like oh i guess that's kind of convenient Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, Anyways. It fucking gives a shit. <laughs> that was when I learned about it. I was like, well, that sounds cool. I'm not yeah, going to do I that. Also, yeah. yeah, then I'd have to listen that to That was the last really. time I ever thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely more songs than I remember. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, every single character sings a song except for fucking Toto, I guess. I mean, Over the Rainbow still hits. That, so that's, a, that's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. That's a beautiful Toto song. put out like eight albums. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot about. It. I've never heard the band Toto. Don't assign me the, the band Toto. Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, you have. You don't know, but you have. Oh wait, did they do Africa? Oh, they did Africa. Uh, Sorry, my, my, yeah. Yeah, it's right. nowhere near their Speaking best song, the... which is clearly "Hold the Line." But uh, yeah, yeah, Speaking fine. of the jazz singer, <laughs> <laughs> next week's episode. <laughs> That's all. <I've> got. <laughs> That's all I've got. Uh, I'm not gonna have any super spicy takes about like one of the most iconic movies in history. But I do. I am glad that you I, every I'm, line. It's the most annoying delivery. I've I am ever glad heard. that you revisited it, though. It's it's nice to go back and like, hey, maybe I should watch like one of these all time great movies and you know actually pay attention to it and hate that fucking lion. The the idea of logging Oz the Great and Powerful, starring James Franco, 
and just having the Wizard of Oz unchecked next to it like filled my soul with <laughs> such dread that I had. Did to you fix did it. you watch a uh, Wizard of Oz after Oz the Great Powerful? Yes, because <laughs> I was sitting there, you know, thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I've seen this like in bits as a kid, but I've never sat. I I can't in good faith because if I mentioned that and one of you asked me like, hey, have you seen the original? The shame would have been too severe. Like, again, you've it seen it. You just didn't really watch it. Which yeah, is fair. But, like, everyone on the planet has fucking yeah, seen that, it. But, that you, you were born into uh, the you, world you know, with that check. So. Yeah. I had TNT growing up, yeah, therefore. Right, I've yeah. seen it. And all this technicolor glory. I will say, boy, uh, doesn't take that long for that tornado hit in the beginning. And it sure felt like it. <laughs> oh, my God. enough of this goddamn foreign life, lady. Let's go. Let's go. The, let's la- go. the last time I watched that and I saw the tornado hit at like minute 20, I was like, it's been like 45 minutes, right? This is yeah, it's, it thank you. forever, dude. It's losing my mind. It's like 20 minutes into a two hour movie, but I was dying. I could not take any more of them arguing about the critters on the farm. Like, let's get to the yeah. magic. That's, yeah, that's like one of those first oh, spoilers for the most well-known movie of all time. That's like one of the earliest in- incarnations of It Was All a Dream. Which is uh, kind of weird that you wrote more books after it. I was like, would she keep on dreaming? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't plan on mm-hmm. finding out. Well... I'm sure those books are fine, but if they were any better, someone would have adapted them. Well, if you ever make a million dollars, you can buy them from Chris's grandma. She's already got them, apparently. Uh, Oh, by the way, I was was thinking, oh, what if I really... Remember when we were doing the fucking uh, Langoliers, and I was, like, doing the tear in the paper thing, and Parker doesn't like that noise. I'm like, oh, well, I'll bother my friend. don't care for it. Was that the book? What? No. Oh, could you, could you imagine? <laughs> Chris just ripping the million dollar book and holding on to that for years. <laughs> It'd be so I wonder who's going to get those when she anyway. dies. She's getting old. Anyway, uh, I was thinking, oh, what if I do an impression of the Cowardly Lion? And then I thought, I'm not going to let that voice come through my lips. <laughs> the, yeah, it's the, the worst thing I've ever heard. would be too much. I'd have to decapitate myself. He sounds it's like worse than Andy Rooney's Chinese. <laughs> he sounds like retarded Goofy. He, it's so it's every line too. I was in hell every time he. Was Can you imagine what that when yeah. he was doing his little roars and pouncing out and of like the bushes. holding his tail like a fucking idiot? Did not. Lo- I'm do sorry. Not I, like I need it. to apologize to the listeners for that one. Retarded Max's dad. There we go. Now I know. Thank who you he is. so much. I, I pre- man. You know what? You've done a lot of reflecting. Yeah, reflection. Very proud of you. Yeah. Made a lot yeah. of strides. Uh. Change comes from within. So, Parker, were you... Which is what... Sorry. Okay. Talk. So, uh, Parker, did you prefer The Wizard of Oz when it was featured in Space Jam A New Legacy? <laughs> you know, it's just fun to see all my faves hang out with my other IP faves of the future. God, could you fucking imagine if they had the Warner Brothers, like, lawyers watching the fucking Space Jam basketball game? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, here's my cartoonishly large clipboard as the Tasmanian Devil runs along it. Like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Better movie. Fucking might yeah. as well have. Yeah. Jesus. They, they were there. You just didn't see them. Wanna, yeah, poke fun at yourselves, guys. Come on. One of the most demoralizing movies <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. Of like, oh, this is just what this is what this yeah. is now, huh? Well, we got what we asked for. Fuck us. Without further ado, let's talk about virtual combat. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. crack them open, boys. <laughs> oh, is that a highlight, buddy? <laughs> no, I don't. I, this is a uh, broken skull. So, 
Okay, all right. It's all a right. champagne of virtual beers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Don the Dragon Wilson. Don't you dare air quote him. I, it's it's got to be in name. the... <laughs> I, I actually... I Fuck wonder you. if I have to go back and like look at it if it was actually in air quotes. I don't know if it was. It might have just been Don the Dragon. When he was born, he was a dragon. Anyway, oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, so the movie starts off with the greatest scene I've ever uh, witnessed in my life. <laughs> yeah, he it does. Said it twice. <laughs> <coughs> like, what am I going to do? I'm going to improve on this. It's just Don the Dragon Wilson spin kicking people in like different colors and saying <laughs> like, level five. <laughs> <laughs> the man is clearly in a video game, and just every time he progresses a level, it's like. Ah, yes, you are very smart for choosing this level. But would you like to try the harder level? <laughs> and of course, he just continues yes! to spin kick dudes in the face. <laughs> and then he goes, actually, up me to level 10, where he is uh, defeated by one uh, Dante. Oh, we'll get to Dante. The video yeah. game Wait, boss. Wait, we get to Dante. Like, he, in, in, the, in the opening scene, I think it was writing down, this Dante guy is coming back. Uh... Does he beat Dante in the game in the opening part, or does he lose and he gets kicked out of the no, game? No, he gets his fucking ass handed oh, to him. Oh, man. Oh, I think that was... I remember what <laughs> I was doing. Nobody beat Dante. I, I wrote down the line that he says. He says, <laughs> I am lethal combat. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> dude. You know, this is the weird thing about this movie, is this came out in 1995. So, like, Super Mario Brothers, the most important... The Wizard of Oz of video games, came out... 10 years before this, and yet it feels like this movie was written by people who have heard of video games but never actually played one. That's not a bad thing. Do you think Don the Dragon Wilson has touched a fucking ColecoVision? Absolutely not. So, uh, we're next introduced to... That was the virtual world. He was just in the virtual getting his ass kicked by Just playing a game. Yeah. (laughs) Can we talk about this scene where he's walking out of the arcade with his buddy? Yeah, because also this this leads into where we see virtual Rip Taylor. (laughs) So... <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking god! <laughs> that's, he's in I, the movie for what eleven seconds, and that's all that you need. <laughs> I think you're underselling the entire reveal of this because we watch him go level through level with the shittiest light filters over the top. He loses, and we cut to the real world. He's just in a fucking space camp gyroscope <laughs> in a fucking glow-in-the-dark spandex suit. I, I think when Alex mentioned this movie, he, he sort of halfway compared it to, like, the Lawnmower Man. And I was getting those yeah, kind of vibes, definitely. but with, like, one billionth of the budget. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is quite they the They could slam. not afford a monkey yeah. fighting virtual uh, enemies because... Virtual enemies cost money to put on screen, yeah. and this movie. I do didn't think have them. Don the Dragon. You know what else costs money? Monkeys. Yeah, I do think Don the Dragon Wilson could kick the <laughs> shit out of a monkey. So, uh, by somebody make that movie. I, Let's I, find yeah, out. I'm not gonna, was not going to watch that. So, uh, I will say, like, if I do have a criticism of this movie, and I do, and it's actually kind of a strong one, the audio mixing is really, really bad, especially for the dialogue. Like, I needed subtitles for an English movie. That's not a good sign. Or maybe it was just my copy of it. It was just really, really bad. But I had to turn on subtitles during the first sec. Let's talk about the sex in this movie. Um, he's basically <laughs> a software so porno. The women have I've the never fakest heard tits. Cyber sex and so much. Like, 
so we have a cyber sex. Oh, you're doing a cyber uh, sex program? Do you so they have sex? like two uh, uh, vacationers come in to have cyber sex. They're just totally fine with it. One of them looks like Artie Lange, I guess. I'm going to call him Virtual Artie Lange. <laughs> and uh, the other looks like um, a fan of Fat Elvis. And uh, they're perusing through all the different uh, people they can, all the virtual people that they can do sex with in this. And look, I'm not, like, women, if you want to get plastic surgery, it's fine. It's free country. Do whatever you want. Your wife. These are the fakest tits I've ever seen in my life. And they they look like just globes sitting there, just hanging. And uh, Artie Lange licking his lips as he looks at these, well, his, well, his chin's bobble. Uh, sorry, virtual Artie Lange looking at all this. I get it, guys. Yeah. Future sex. It's really gross. Thank you. I... <laughs> I don't know why we're making this point, but I, I think uh, uh, Don the Dragon Wilson's partner, whose name escapes me, is really into this. Doesn't stuff. matter. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, come on! Why don't you come with me and have some virtual sex with some virtual sex babes?" <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a conversation that happens between Don the Dragon Wilson and his partner, and I don't remember if it's at this point in the movie or slightly later, but also it's not plot relevant, so I'm just going to talk about it mm-hmm. now. Where Don the Dragon Wilson is just like. Well, doesn't your wife care that you love virtual sex so much? And he's like, no, not at all. She used to love it too before we were married. And also, I had them make a virtual version of me so she couldn't cheat on me in cyberspace. This dude is, he's... (laughs) He's so cool. He's the Jack Burton of this movie. (laughs) It's like, you know, you know when like you hear about those dudes that get like a dildo made of their own cock? So it's like, yeah, my wife's only gonna get off from me from now on. Because like these people exist apparently, and it's just like they're fucking weirdos. These people exist? I thought you just invented a guy. (laughs) No, dude, there's like, you can like literally look online and like there are places that'll like send you like a fucking plaster mold to put your own dick in so you can make a dildo of your own cock to give to people. It's fucking bizarre but they exist and this is like the cyber version of those people and it's it's just it's insane chris your mind is blown yes by this. you I, want to explore this further no, I, I really don't want to know that yes oh uh, wow i didn't know that, that was how a- many dragon how many dragon balls to make somebody make a dildo over their own dick and send it to somebody else <laughs> on the <this> show <laughs> anyway uh I just the reason that like virtual Jack Burton brings this up, which I'm just gonna call him that now because I don't know his real name. Uh, That's he, fine. He's like, come on, why don't you go have some virtual sex with some virtual sex babes? To which Don the Dragon Wilson says, no, I've been training. I want to train. To which his his compatriot responds, uh, what for the lame ass Olympics? No, for the tight ass Olympics or something like that. And uh, he's like, no, you don't understand. I want to beat level ten. And uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, me, me in high school, yeah. buddy. Me in high school. Staring at my notes, which just say in all capital letters, hyperbolic time chamber of sex. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, his his compatriot responds that you can't beat level ten because you can't beat a computer at a computer game. <laughs> I just thought it was really unrealistic to have a main character like Forgo talking to women of any kind so we could be better at a video game. Yeah, who would do something like that? <laughs> so anyway, so... <laughs> so, uh, oh, the, we should talk about what their job is. These people are called grid runners. Yeah. This, yeah, dude. You know, nothing like uh, Blades or anything like that. They don't... They, they have unlimited Absolutely grid arts. Not. So... The, uh... <laughs> we should... Find yeah, we should, yeah. With my sword... Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good one. All right, so uh, 
uh, basic science behind the virtual reality thing is it's just that. It's virtual reality, and it jacks you up. But a scientist has been experimenting with uh, DNA and cells and the internet and uh, technology and stuff and plug it in and plug it out. And he's created something oh, yeah, that, that I would only call, <laughs> instead of virtual reality, actual reality. Uh, it's, <laughs> he just invents a <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> and uh, the, the guy who's bankrupt who's bankroll of this is just like, wow, I've never seen anything like this in my life. She's got big titties. I hope she sucks my dick. And she says, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, yeah, but you can only make one because otherwise there'd be two of them and that would be ridiculous. So it's the dual thing over again. <laughs> That's what's so good about this movie to be like, wait, you just conjured a living human being out of a program? Yeah. Look at the fucking tits yeah. on her! And that's all they have to say about it. <laughs> the other thing is, this takes place in the future, right? Because it's science fiction. You know, it takes place... Unless it's Star Wars, which is years ago. It's in the past. Uh, that's why I don't like Star Wars. Uh, it's in the future, and they're just like, about wow, you, could, you actually just created life itself, and she is so docile, she'll do whatever you want, including, you know, it's going to start from the bird. And she could sell for millions. I'm just like, Millions? We're only going to put millions on a human fucking being in the future with future dollars? What are we doing here? Bro, it would be like... It would be like three years after this happened that you could get this on an app for like 20 Well, the thing is like, yeah, well, okay, yeah, just create life with an app. But like, I... I, I, I don't know, I don't, or maybe, you know, maybe because they, they don't say dollars in this movie, they say credits. So maybe it's like the Jabuizia heart thing, they have like a different money scale than we do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm just some guy. But uh, anyway, I will say that whoever that actress is who, wishing no offense to her, probably worked in pornography. Uh, she she does a decent job at, like, when she's not speaking, when she's not delivering the uh, very embarrassing lines, she does a good job at sort of, like, portraying innocence with her face, especially because the way that she's shot. I can't believe I'm saying these words for this fucking movie. Uh, the way she kind of has like this sort of innocence story it's like oh this character uh, you know that she's had her freedom taken away uh, you want to protect her and stuff so it's like this is actually kind of an interesting story it's like, kind of working and then Dante is born from the goop and he is downloaded <laughs> from the internet to reality and I gotta does he download himself like how does this I don't work? know it, I, I don't know if this is like it's it's side loaded okay it's not down or up this is side loaded to reality and I'm not calling him Dante I'm calling him virtual Dante I just have to because that's the way it goes and he does not speak uh, he he just grimaces and then his thought projections do the voice <laughs> for him and it's one of my does favorite he communicate? Things. Does he communicate telepathically, or are there like speakers somewhere that aren't on his? Gotta mouth? be, I, I gotta be tell. barking at this. He can communicate by way of high five. So just the way that he, <laughs> just the way that he'll he'll be like, and there, there there will be like words that you can hear, and I can read them in my uh, closed captions. But he's just going like the fucking samurai cop or something. It is one of my favorite things that I have seen, and I just know that this guy will be spin kicking Don the Dragon Wilson, and will be facing severe repercussions for it. Hey, uh, so good. Hey, Chris, did you read the trivia for this one? I actually did not. So, uh, you want to know how the bad guy got cast? In this oh, movie? I, I wait. Never mind. I knew this one. He uh, apparently Don the Dragon Wilson saw him at, like a karate tournament. Was like, oh, that's pretty badass. Come on, be in my movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then overdubbed all of his lines. I knew I recognized Better time. That one I, I do I recognize the voice. Better time. Yeah. Just to have like a low budget movement, we need a villain. I got us some pretty cool yeah. looking kicks. We can just fix that in post. Don't worry about it. Because uh should be stated that when we first see him fight in level 10, he has a very shitty slash incredibly cool mask on for the yeah. entire fight. So, like, yeah, it's overdubbed like he's fighting Kane. But now he's out. He's just a person. But his mouth never moves and he's still overdubbed. Like, he's just yelling at you like Charles Xavier for the entire the thing is he has to do that though he has to do that because he has to call across the ether to uh, Liana was her name oh my god one of the yeah one figure of, that out by one the way of the, <laughs> one of the girls that I taught in South Korea chose for her English name Liana I'm never going to be able to see this movie the same way fuck anyway uh, I He's mean that's probably why. Maybe she probably watched this to movie. the 3D printed yeah. horse. <laughs> it's so good. okay. So uh, he this uh, evil virtual da- uh, virtual Dante. By the way, uh, the main character's name Don the Dragon Wilson. He plays a character. I think his name is David in the David Quarry. I believe is his name. You can look that up. I don't know. David Quarry. Probably... <laughs> I knew he had a stupid last I, name. I'm pretty sure that was what they say is David Quarry or something. You can look it up. I don't know. I, I think I got it right, but. It's there. They both begin with D A, and I think I got them mixed up. I was like, "Is this is Virtual Dante like a like a a clone of Don the Dragon Wilson?" Because I gotta say, they don't use the technology where you just use the same guy and you shoot it and you like you superimpose it or something like that. Because that guy doesn't look anything like Don the Dragon Wilson. Uh, sounds suspiciously like him though. Anyway, uh, no, that is Virtual Dante is a different guy, and he has been kicking guys with a nefarious purpose. And whenever he beats someone, he says, Everyone loses to Dante, which is better than Ric Flair's woo. Really is. <laughs> it makes me want to start saying that. It really, life. yeah, exactly. He feels like, I was saying this to Parker off mic, he sounds like the, the rival for the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy. The guy who's named all his decks after himself. <laughs> He's, he sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, I've seen a hundred episodes of that show, fucking, so I'm an expert Fucking now. perfect Ronald over here. <laughs> exactly. I know exactly Remember? what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he had a deck that was called, like, Beautiful Ronald or something. His, yeah. his first deck is named I'm Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about Perfect Ronald. That's a Discord name right there. I know, dude. <laughs> I know. Everyone loses to Dante. <laughs> Which I can't say because like, he has his mouth closed the entire time. He's just looking like this. <laughs> it, it feels like, remember in, like, uh, in Street Fighter when you'd lose and you'd have like your bloodied face over there and the other guy would be like, you must train harder to beat me. He's like the final boss of, everyone loses to Dante. <laughs> <laughs> As you're just sitting there with a bloody face and the number counting down, you must defeat Dante. Uh, I gotta beat up this car some more. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing, uh, Parker. You also mentioned this off mic. It was like of all the names they went for, Dante, <laughs> the fiercest virtual competitor, Steven. <laughs> Terrifying. Don't say that when I've got beer in my mouth, dude. <laughs> okay, no one can beat. Kevin. <laughs> so the grid runners are uh, just cops, really. Just uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like special yeah, cops. They're just, yeah, basically they're special. What's special yeah, that's the thing them. is like when so when I hear grid, I assume that they go into virtual reality to beat people up or something like that. For people who are incorrect. Yeah, exactly. I was wrong. They they don't do that. No one commits virtual crimes here. That apparently the the regulation on here is really tight. So they just uh stop muggings, I guess. Um I just remember there's a scene where Don the Dragon Wilson is running and his running motion is worse than Tom Cruise's. He's running like okay, this is a, maybe a deep pool here. Remember the black guy from the "Why can't I hold all these limes?" meme? He's running like that guy. He's got to get his arms like this. I'm like, why are you running like that? God damn it! Why do I remember that? <laughs> Same. Because the comma is out of place in that meme. It drives me fucking insane. Uh, anyway, like a bunch of stuff happens. Oh yeah, so uh, fucking virtual Dante revi. Uh, he gets control of. He kills like the scientist who made him. I think. And he gets uh, virtual <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he gets, uh, no, we're good. That's enough plot. Yeah. He, gets, he gets virtual Liana. <laughs> Your body tried to stop you from explaining virtual combat. <laughs> That's my soul escaping. Uh, and, and also virtual... Uh, who's the chick from Resident Evil? Mila, uh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah. I guess... Uh, is that, it kind of looks like her, right? She has short red hair. Okay, sure. Why not? I don't know. Fucking. Yeah. And she's got like the the leather BDSM sort of thing going on. He doesn't understand Parker. It's fine. Whatever. I'm fucking. <laughs> anyway, so he has like those two. I think they called them virtual babes, and uh, he's like, "We're going to revive all my evil friends to come out of there." Which, so kind of one of the big problems of virtual combat. I can't believe I'm actually elucidating this. Is they never actually? I I don't know if there's like a virtual world where they all like interact. Like if there's like a counterpart to our world, kind of how like in like Nintendo games would be like the shadow version of your world where things are e like the Bizarro world, except over there everything is like technology. It's like the Chrome version of SpongeBob or something. So he's like, oh, all my friends yeah, over there is just a boat with all the criminals yeah. on it. So. <laughs> so what I thought is like I thought it'd be like the ending of uh, Kong vs. Godzilla where you see all the different monsters fighting. I'm like oh I kind of want to see all these virtual criminals and they're all going like like that and uh, no you just get Dante <laughs> Dante just yelling through the ether like in fucking Dune where they use the voice just like whores what do you see around you and then he goes to catch a cab, I guess, to go find the power Oh, yeah, plant you gotta go to the power plant. This is... You know, I, that, that, I mean, these movies love a good yeah, power uh, plant. Well, to be fair, so do I. So, like, that's the thing, is he has the two super uh, virtual babes, Into and uh, uh, the, the Liana, she's got, like, a controller thing around her neck, right, that uh, pre prevents her from independent thought. I have a feeling there isn't some sort of like deeper meaning here. There's just like a plot point. They're not not actually trying to <laughs> make a point. The reason I'm doing all this is I want to get to uh, the big sex scene between her and uh, Don the Trek and Wilson <laughs> because uh, he he frees her from the thing. Which, by the way, it's like manufactured drama. It's like, oh, I can only disrupt the charge for 1.7 seconds. Otherwise, it'll kill you. I'm like, well, you're not gonna kill Don the Dragon Wilson in a movie. So come on. So he, you fucking better yeah, not. I mean, you just don't have a movie anymore. You just run the credits. You're not gonna. Anyway, 
So <laughs> that actually be a pretty solid movie. No, no. You just kill him at like minute thirty-five and credits roll. But <laughs> that gets five stars for me and Parker. Well, the, the thing is that that would piss me off because oh, you don't kill, Don the Dragon Wilson is immortal. Okay, they don't fucking not on my watch, young man. Yeah, but a thirty-minute. Never mind. All right, thirty. Okay, now now, now we're cooking we're with talking. grease. All right, so anyway, he frees her from the <laughs> controller thing, and she's like, "Ooh, babe, can I suck your dick?" He's like, "What? No, I don't even know you." Which is what guys usually do when <laughs> girls say, "Can I suck your dick?" That's my. Part. <laughs> He's a gamer. It makes. He's sense, just like, okay? no, I only care about level ten, and she's like, oh, I can fuck you on level ten. Which by that was a we forgot to mention. So like when he's going through the combat at the beginning of the thing, it's like on oh, level five, level six, level ten. Uh, the virtual Artie Lange is like, oh, take me beyond level five, and like the test proctor is just like, no. So there's like different levels of fucking. So, uh, I guess uh, stick to yeah. level one with my back to God, so he can't see yeah. me. Sin. <laughs> level ten is Jerry Santos. So. Uh, she <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, level ten is pegging. A reference to pegging is hilarious, isn't it, guys? I watch the boys too. Sorry, continue. Here's our our, hey, our annual. Bro- <laughs> it's our Take annual. Bro- I've been on your side. It's this our whole annual time. broadside against uh, fucking. I already forgot the name of the movie. I actually like the movie. Look, Deadpool. Look, I, I can make fun Fuck. of. I can make fun of all three seasons. So of So fucking. Three, yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Where's the lie, Parker? Where's the lie? I mean, you're not wrong. I I choose. To I laughed. I think pegging. I choose very I carefully. I think pegging's very funny. So anyway, so he big fan of the people who watch three seasons. Like, wait, why is this show so political? Oh, oh yeah. Like, what? I, I, <laughs> oh, my dad boy. still hasn't done anything. My dad still hasn't got into that. He stopped reading a book because it made fun of Trump and Melania. Anyway, uh, let's not get sidetracked. Hey, wait, 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 wait. There's a sex scene here with Don the Dragon Wilson. <laughs> Pay attention. Just like the book I can read. So Don the Dragon Wilson fucks the girl with the fake tits, and it is it's my favorite thing because she's really coming on hard to it. It's like, no, my training. After first she was like, ah, oh, come on, what if I take off your shirt? It's like, oh, 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 oh whatever. You, you force me onto the issue. And uh, I guess they have a relationship now. Uh, such a relationship that uh, virtual Liana demonstrates that she is equipped with kung fu action. Because uh, she can also beat up bad guys. I'm like, all right, fine. Well, I mean, you, you need that for sex. Well, the thing is also that I think they mentioned when she was created that, like, she has the ability to learn. And they said it in, like, an ominous tone. Like, that is a bad thing. I'm like, oh, you're doing, like, the thing. And then they don't actually do the thing. So I think maybe once she got some baby batter in her, she got, like, some knowledge of how to do spin kicks. And uh, that is how it works. If actually. that's the case, then Don the Dragon Wilson, come right over. I am ready. This <laughs> is all I have ever wanted to learn. So, anyway, there is a scene in which Don the Dragon. <laughs> Sorry, was that too much? <laughs> Like there's a lot of fertile ground there that would take us to about <laughs> six in the morning. <laughs> Which we're almost there on the East Coast, dude. So, uh... He's <laughs> just walking, wiping your mouth like, pick up a heavy bag. <laughs> <laughs> that is a... Less said about it. Alright, let's, let's focus here. So, at one point, Don the Dragon Wilson kills the other virtual babe. Uh, and... Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Whatever. I don't know. I think he spin kicked her into a wall and she sort of dissipated into the ether. 
And <laughs> so, so you're you're very close. Uh, Let me clarify okay. this. He didn't just spin kick her into the wall. He spin kicked her into the wall in the same spot like five times. Apparently, if you hit him the, the uh, like uh, enough times in the same spot, they just turn back into. Uh, I'm glad that you said because it makes their. <laughs> it makes them short circuit. I yeah, because his but because his version of Siri, which he calls Mary, uh, explains to him. Which, by the way, just has a human face. They don't even try to do like the Cortana thing. It's just like some woman that they got. Uh, explains. Oh, if you hit them, I like you said, Alex, in the same spot over and over again, then they just go and they just kink up and die. Uh, I I thought what she was saying was like you hit her really hard in the same spot, and I was just like. So if you hit them really hard, they die? That, that sucks. This is like the worst Dude. flaw. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine if humans worked like these? And like, if like some guy just walked up and hit you in the same spot in the back of the head like five times in a row, you'd just be dead. And like, how like that would change your entire perspective on life? Just like, nope, that's three. That's three. I gotta spin around. I gotta spin around a bunch of Dude, did you imagine if someone again. punched you so hard you turned into a door? Anyway. So the next, no, then I'd be a door, dude. <laughs> anyway. Just uh, constantly cup-checking your friend and be like, hey, one more. <laughs> fucking out of here, real buddy. shame. It's like, it, it's like the guy that walks into the bathroom and says Bloody Mary twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow, wow, nice throw. Did he mean to throw to the other team? Like, oh, fuck you. See you never, dickhead. <laughs> Bill Costa, this. All right, so uh... <laughs> you think that's what happened to Al Davis? <laughs> he tried to draft another. <laughs> he drafted somebody who was fast enough to punch him five times in the same spot. Finally, he's gone from he this mortal the coil. Punch. <laughs> Jacoby Ford just lining up five unanswered shots that reminds me uh, Josh was afraid to ask me in the bar in front of other people who's the guy you called slay feet <laughs> don't you dare cut that also yeah, yeah also, so uh, yes. my next note on here says maybe the worst gunshot effect sounds I've ever heard it's really yeah like they're firing from the helicopter I love their and they don't even lasers. sound like pew 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 they sound like it's just really, really awful. But this all leads into him getting a gun and shooting a helicopter and it fucking exploding. <laughs> it's very unclear why any of this is happening. Yeah. At this also, point. the movie doesn't end. Now he has to fight Virtual Dante. We gotta talk about this fucking fight. Yeah. Virtual Dante versus Don the Dragon Wilson. Now you could say bracket X, close bracket, versus Don the Dragon Wilson, and I know who I'm taking. Okay? Maverick's Bruce Lee, Mike Tyson, fucking whatever. I'm taking, or Bracus is an exception. I don't know. But Don the Dragon Wilson? Yeah, no, so I want to see Bracus fight Dante. <laughs> that's that's that, where I'm uh, going. You know, yeah, that's probably a better out. fight, yeah. Don the Dragon Wilson versus Dante. Now, Don the Dragon Wilson has fought Dante. We saw this in the opening scene, and he lost. I wasn't paying attention. I was masturbating. So during the scene, he uh, he they both get samurai swords, I think, or they're ninja swords, whatever. I don't, know. they're both fictional, and uh, they are the way that virtual Dante is fighting is great because he never really opens his mouth. He's just grimacing the whole time, and even when he's grimacing, you can tell he's overdubbed to go ar. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what the kind of cool thing about Donald the Dragon Wilson is he's actually really good at fighting. And like his combat scenes are like, okay, that dude is actually really good at kicking. I would not want to fuck with this guy. And yet when his scenes are slowed down, they get so much lamer. Like, you had to slow down the fight scenes of Bruce Lee because he kicked so fast that you actually couldn't see what he was doing. With Don the Dragon Wilson, I'm not saying that he was slow, he's actually really fast, but they're slowed down so much that you're just like, okay, this is getting kind of ponderous, you know? It's getting, like, really, really, really slow. It's getting slow to the point it was kind of weird, this last act here, uh, him fighting virtual Dante. And does this end with him decapitating virtual Dante? Am I wrong? I think it does. Or is it someone else get decapitated? Wait, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, the guy that put the stupid little electric dog oh, collar right, right, thing right, on yeah. the girl. She, yeah. They put it on him and his head fucking pops it's, off. It, it squeezes oh your God. neck with a force of 500 PSI. My least favorite abbreviation. And it just, so sorry. And it just pops his head off. You know? Like a fucking cork. And he's just wearing a, like one of the movies on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it you you think like oh this isn't the kind of movie where a head flies off and yes. then it does and you realize like oh we haven't even fought Dante yet the movie's not <laughs> over <laughs> you would think they'd save that for last yeah. so uh, we we have that uh, anyway he beats Dante finally he is defeated level ten and he defeated in real life there's nowhere to go but up and then he gets back into the gyroscope because uh, why not. But he's not getting the gyroscope to beat up uh, bad guys anymore. Oh no, he's doing it to have virtual sex with virtual Liana. Because uh, Don- <clears throat> Dante killed her, he snapped her neck. I was just like, whoa, that's a, that's a bit much. So now he can have virtual sex with her. And there's a weird line at the end. He, she's, there's like a tear running down her cheek. And he says, are you crying? And she says, no, I'm just so happy. And then they fuck. And he's just going around in the gyroscope. Like, and the credits roll. And it says... Don the Dragon Wilson, world kickboxing champion. <laughs> the movie ends with him defeating the bad guy and then be like, well, I'm going to go back in the program and fuck this robot. Because he literally walks up and guy's like, you know which one. <laughs> and then just goes right to her and like, this is his life now. It's just constantly fucking <laughs> this in robot the computer. lady in yeah. cyber sex. <laughs> yeah. He has vanquished the villain. He has... Wait, what was the bad guy's plan? No, the, I, it doesn't I matter. The, I don't the, care. Well, the doesn't bad guy's plan... Well, the, the main guy, the evil capitalist, he was going to create real incarnations of these virtual creations. It's like, what if you could actually fuck Cortana? Uh, bad example. What if you could actually fuck Princess Peach? And, like, he actually created a Princess Peach. He could sell it on, like, the black market for, like, I don't know, one million dollars. And it would be right up against the Incel Raptor from Jurassic World 2. And, uh... Seems like a not very scary Yeah, point, I have to actually. admit, uh, it doesn't really... T- for as much nighttime as this movie is filmed in, it doesn't really seem like that bad. The real bad guy is Dante, because uh, he was real and he was going to bring out all his friends. We don't see. <laughs> they're on the other side of this picture, but they're also <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, honestly i love the aesthetics of this movie like as shitty as it looks and as low budget as it looks the ultimate directive video like they're speaking of inventing guys there are a lot of guys out there who enjoy collecting vhs's i don't understand that sort of thing it doesn't look good 
But this is the kind of, like, direct-to-VHS you want. And you're like, hey, dude, you want to see some real good shit? This is why I still keep the VHS player here. And you pull out fucking Virtual Combat. This feels like one of the movies that would be on the Eternal VCR or whatever it is. You put that shit in there. It's like, fuck, I have got to see this. This is the one of the ones where you listen to a podcast like Real Deal No Sex Appeal and then mention it, you're just like, oh my god, I have got to see this. And you know what? You do. Oh, yeah, it needs tracking lines real yeah. bad. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's truly not till this moment that I realized that the movie ends with him successfully vanquishing the bad guy and then just resigning himself to a life of getting in the gyroscope to fuck this robot well, you know, Now that I say it out loud, it doesn't seem yeah, that heroic. Say. See, the thing is, like, the whole time, like, he really does not want to fuck this girl until she takes his shirt off and he's just like, yeah, what am I going to do? Uh, I thought that they were going to do the thing that they do in all of these movies, which is, no, you don't understand, I had a wife, but then she died, and she was killed by that evil capitalist, and blah, 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 that's why I trained to beat level 10, and she's just like, oh, what, no, just what if you stop speedrunning for just a second, and you can, like, just fuck me instead? <laughs> he has no, like, dark past, he's like, no, you don't understand, I really really want to be yeah. level 10 she's like do you want me to suck your dick he's like no thank you <laughs> I like the idea they just I mean, absolutely baby, not you've never, you've never heard of this just technique it just starts clipping into her pussy <laughs> <laughs> you never saw this <laughs> <laughs> and now okay just a little bit of jangling here and we're in okay we're actually in we that that <laughs> saved at least 45 seconds here the crowd just starts clapping <laughs> I'm in your belly button. We're going to hard reset, guys. Sorry. <laughs> that That's first try right there. That's actually really, really good. That's incredibly efficient right now. So, this part's... He was in my <laughs> puss. Yeah. I'm in your puss. <laughs> this part here is really tricky to navigate. And she's just... He's just... <laughs> she's just on a different plane of existence. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you were inside me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not... <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna top that. <laughs> she walks in, and that guy just makes that visceral reaction to the smell. Like, what the fuck is? <laughs> that guy's in here. Program you come out of, lady. <laughs> oh my god, it was a stench that couldn't be cleansed with a shower. <laughs> yeah, they started Febrezing Don the Dragon Wilson. <laughs> that's where all the smoke came from. Febreze just, me again, bro. Febreze me again. Febrezing the whole set. That's where all the fake smoke came from. <laughs> <laughs> virtual Dante was going to kill all the animals. And that's the tea, sis.